0: of how it's responded to the outbreak of Ebola in West Africa. He rejected accusations from charities that the UK hadn't acted fast enough, saying British troops had been on the ground in Sierra Leone helping to build hospitals for months. A further 750 troops along with a Royal Navy vessel and three helicopters are being sent. Homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. Householders on the Oxley Woods estate have filed claims for water damage. More from Tony Fisher. Residents say they love the houses, but not necessarily the way they were built in 2007. The developers say they're carrying out a full programme of remediation works to resolve the issues as quickly as possible. The National House Building Council said it had extended its Buildmark insurance cover for all homes on the Oxley Woods development by eight years, following the repairs. One person had to be cut free by firefighters after a crash on the A505 between Hitchin and Luton last night. The emergency services, including the Hertfordshire Air Ambulance, were called just after 8.30 after a car came off the road near Beach Hill. Relocating Hitchin Town Football Club to the Stevenage Road would create a white elephant, according to the club's chief executive, Andy Melvin. A public meeting was held last night to discuss controversial plans for a supermarket on the current top field ground. The actor, Benedict Cumberbatch says the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing was a hero who people need to learn about. Cumberbatch plays Turing in the Imitation Game, which premiered last night at the London Film Festival.
1: You want people to be able to come and see your work and and hopefully broaden the appreciation and understanding of this extraordinary wronged man. He really was a hero and a national hero. He should be on the cover of history books and science books and, and celebrated for what he was, how he lived his life and what he achieved in his life.
0: In sport, England hosts San Marino tonight in a Euro 2016 qualifier at Wembley. And the Wickham chairman, Andrew Howard, has admitted that Wasp's move away from Adams Park will have a big impact on the football club's finances. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and showers, which could be heavy and thundery with a risk of hail, windy with the maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news in sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
2: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio from nine, the JVS Show with the big phone
3: in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems from twelve.
1: Nick Coffer. and I'm out in Stevenage today as our big tour of beds, hearts and bucks continues its journey
4: from three. Roberto Peroni, the best stories as they happen every single
3: afternoon, and the greatest talking points from seven.
2: Mark Forrest.
3: I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio
2: today on. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: I'm wearing, um, let me see, a shirt, a coat, and indeed a scarf. What a wuss. Whoa, hey. Listen, Northern lass, in your ABBA-esque jumpsuit, it's, uh, you're rocking the satins this morning. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, Sport it's like... Sport looks. Sorry? Sport looks. Yeah, it's it's like stepping back in time to 1976, that week in 1976 when satins were fashionable.
6: I wouldn't know I wasn't born then. Ho,
5: ho, 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 ho. Good, fair play. It was cutting, but it was a good comeback. I'll give you that much. Um, Catherine Boyle is here. Yeah. Alice Glossop is there.
7: Hello.
5: Oh, she's perky, isn't she? Way. All right, too perky. Calm down. It's uh, six o'clock in the morning. That's better. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Lots coming up on the show this morning, including soup lakes, water leaks, and Justin Speaks. Not your best.
2: Listen,
4: I work with what I've got. <laughs> Don't you just?
2: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: If I'm honest...
6: Don't be.
4: I have to be. Oh.
5: If you've got something better to do this morning, go and do it.
6: No! Yeah, well, no. yes. No. Yes.
5: No. Yes. No. Yes. Me? Well, no, not you. Oh. Well, you...
6: well then, no. The listen- if I've got to be here. They've got to be here.
5: No, they don't have to. I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm, I've got a really bad headache and my eyes are, are almost bleeding uh, because of, of having given up caffeine. I say having given up, I had a cup of coffee this morning. I had to. I woke up, I, I was, uh, oh, oh, and I'm not making light of this very serious affliction, I was almost blind. Uh, so I had to have a, a cup of coffee just to uh, get me, me checks and balances in gear.
6: I must admit, I went doolally yesterday, mm-hmm. but I'm all right now.
5: Yeah, you're, you're through the worst of it. I, I think, think I might be. I'm either um, a bigger coffee user than you were, or I'm, I, you, are, uh, you have stronger willpower mm-hmm. than me. It's probably the former.
6: Probably both, actually. Well,
5: th- probably just the former, but um, that's all right. Uh, so th- I- I'm not on top form. The stories, you know, I, I just don't think we're going to give them the best show that they deserve today. Well,
6: look, you might not be on top form. The stories might not be on top form. Alice and I are hot to trot today, so Standard. we'll keep—we'll keep—we'll keep our end up, won't we?
5: Alice is, is developing. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. A real um, cocksureness mm-hmm. that um, I, I've not noticed before.
7: Well, notice it.
5: Oh <laughs> I believe she just pawned me.
8: Could <laughs> you purchase down the answer on that magic carpet ride last night But when you wake up in the
9: morning the world still gets you up tight
8: Well there's nothing better you ain't trying Inside. When you come back down, girl, still ain't feeling right. Don't
9: it
10: seem like
9: kids just keep getting harder to find? And all your kids ain't bringing you peace of mind. Before you find out it's too late, girl, you better get straight. No, but
8: not with kicks. You just need help, girl. Well, you think you're gonna find yourself a little piece of paradise But
9: it ain't happened yet So girl, you better think twice Don't you see no matter what you do You'll never run away from you. And if you keep on running You'll have to pay the price And don't it seem like it's getting harder to find And all your kicks ain't bringing you peace of mind Before you find out it's too late Girl, you better get straight no, you don't need kicks To help
8: you face the world each day That world goes nowhere I'm gonna help you find
9: yourself another way
5: Celebrating the magic of Paul Revere and the Raiders all week. You don't know who they are? Go out and buy a Greatest Hits man. They are awesome. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, green campaigners in Hertfordshire are opposing a farmer's plans to create what is effectively a lake of rotten soup. A lake of rotten soup? (laughs) The Save Cuffley and Northall Greenbell Group are accusing the people behind the food recycling plant of switching the goalposts, saying the original plans talked about sealed storage containers rather than a reservoir of slop. Well, Adrian Williams is from D. Williams & Company, which is a partner in the development project. Morning, Adrian. Morning, Ian. What, what happened to the sealed containers plan?
10: The sealed containers plan is still going ahead because the lagoon is a sealed lagoon. So we are replacing the four above-ground tanks around the farm with one sealed lagoon uh, close to the anaerobic digestion site.
5: So, w- w- it, But it's not the original plan that was submitted, is it? This, this, this lagoon is, is a, an
10: addition... This lagoon is an addition because all the way through the project, as you can imagine with a project of this size, um, various best available technologies come forward and new technologies available. And it's been evaluated that a lagoon would do the job of the four above-ground tanks as well as, if not better, um, to to complete the job of the digestate storage. The four above-ground tanks that we've got dotted around the farm which we have planning for, would be 12 metres high, 21 metres in diameter, whereas the lagoon is dug into the ground, it's been landscaped, it's sealed. How big is it going to be? It's uh, 100 metres by about 70 metres.
5: So it's ma- it does take up a lot of room, it takes up more room than the uh, than the containers.
10: It takes up more room than the containers on their own, but ag- aggregated amount is possibly the same footprint. Cheaper? Financially a little bit cheaper. How much special- money are you going to be saving? It's not for me to say my financial matters to you then. I'm sorry.
5: But that you could understand that the, 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 what I'm drawing from that, Adrian, is that you're doing this not for an environmental purpose, not for any other reason than to save a few quid. And, and that's not fair on those people who are upset by this, is it?
10: No, but if they're saying it's an, an open sake of rotten soup, that's completely the wrong end of the stick because it is going to be built by a recognised lagoon contractor, the sealed lagoons, I have a 20 year life cycle But it's taking uh, up much
5: more space and you're doing well, it simply to save money
10: No, it's taking up similar amounts of space, it's better for the technology And it's saving land. you a lot of money It's saving us a few pounds, yeah,
5: yeah. So that's the re- the real reason you're doing it isn't it? It's not because of the, the, the technology or anything. it's to save you a few quid, which is understandable
10: It, do- it does save us a few pounds, but it is the best available technology that's available at the moment It's Greenbelt land, isn't it? Yeah, it's land we own. We farm, Greenbelt land, yes.
5: Yeah. Is is that really appropriate for Greenbelt land, to be digging a massive lagoon like that?
10: That's really down to the Planning Committee to, to answer.
5: And when are they going to answer that?
10: By the middle of November, hopefully.
5: Okay, okay. Because you can understand why people who want to protect Greenbelt land, the thought of you doing something purely as a business decision to save yourselves a few quid, but that would take up more Greenbelt land, um, you can understand why people would be upset by that, can't you?
10: I can, but we can also say that where the the tanks are being built elsewhere on the farm would be going back to Greenbelt. We would not build the above-ground tanks. So there's a trade-off on what we are saving as to what we are building plus the fact that what we are proposing to build is far less uh visual impact we've done a, a visual impact assessment study which proves that there is no visual impact it's on land that we own uh, we've taken consideration we've been, we've taken consideration from an environmental agency and it seems to be a a good solution of a way to go forward and save it's, you a few it's quid. Sealed, it's sealed. How does It'll this seal work?
5: What, what, so so it, what? It's when you say it's sealed, it's underground?
10: No, there's a plastic seal which is uh, seam welded to the liner which goes in the ground.
5: Right. Is it going to smell? No. Not at all? You can guarantee that there'll be no smell coming out of there? Absolutely. Uh, and, and if the plants are success, well surely you're going to want to make that bigger, aren't you?
10: No. No, it's, it's got built in overage already.
5: At what point did you realise that the original plans you submitted weren't the best you could have um, put into the council?
10: From discussions that we've had uh, in January onwards of this year. So we put the original plans in for the AD plant, which got accepted in January 2012. It's taken a long time to get to where we've got to today. And as time goes on, the technology has become better.
5: And your message is that these campaign. What, what would you say to these campaigners who are against this?
10: It's a democratic, democratic society. Everyone's got entitled to their own view, but they want to read the whole thing because your what? opening line was an open lagoon of rotting sewerage is a complete nonsense.
9: Um,
5: I d- didn't say open line. Open. Uh... You said open lake of rotten sewage. Uh, no, I didn't. I can read open, it to you. An
10: open lake of rotten food waste.
5: Didn't say that, Adrian. I can read it to you if you'd like. Go on, then. Green campaigners in Hertfordshire are opposing a farmer's plans to create what is effectively a lake of rotten soup. The word open isn't in there.
10: OK. Well, it's not a lake, it's a lagoon. It's a sealed well, lagoon. Well, lake
5: lagoon, come on, fair play. And, you know, you're accusing... It's sealed.
10: A lagoon is a sealed lagoon. Lake
5: and lagoon. Uh, and you're accusing people of, of not listening to the facts when, y- y- you know, it, it can go both ways, can't it? People jump to conclusions.
10: That's the problem. People jump to conclusions and generally...
5: Exactly, it's what you've just done. Yeah. You've heard something that wasn't there. So you can understand why other people might be doing the same.
10: Well, if they read the application thoroughly, it's all on the Heart's Heart's website. Adrian,
5: thank you. And if if people listen to the introductions thoroughly, you know, everyone can fill in gaps and and, and, um, uh, have a knee joke. Adrian, thank you very much indeed. Adrian Williams from D. Williams &
4: Company. (laughs)
11: Starting off this morning on the Great North Road. Um, do expect some delays just at the Black cat roundabouts. Major roadworks continuing there, often causing delays on all approaches to the roundabouts. In Luton, Church Street is still closed, just near Park Street for some roadworks. They're continuing there. Um, in the Great Amwell, Stansted Road has been reopened between Pepper Hill and the Hartford turn-off. Now, it has been closed since last night and just been reopened this morning. So far on the trains, everything's running well. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three. Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much indeed. 6.16 It's Thursday the 9th of October I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. The Foreign Secretary, Philip Hammond, has told the BBC that Britain can be proud of how it's responded to the outbreak of Ebola in West Africa. And homes on a newly built, award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired
2: for leaks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This afternoon, as part of our big tour, I'm heading to Stevenage. The parks and gardens are fantastic. I'll be at the Fairlands
1: Valley Outdoor Activity Centre, chatting to the locals about all you can do there.
3: Beautiful local
12: place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area.
1: Plus, throughout the afternoon, I'll find out about the male voice choir, the farmer's market and the scrabble for allotments. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. Live in Stevenage from midday today on BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Lake lagoons are ah.
6: This is a band that became Crowded House. You heard little flashes of Crowded House in there. Uh,
5: boy, oh boy! I, 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 a little flash of Crowded House is all I can take. <gasps> no. What was that, that album? They did Wooden, wooden Wood- Ships, Wooden House, Woodface. To Woodface. I mean, for goodness' sake, guys! If you, it, what's it all about, really? The bland leading the bland.
13: Oh wow!
6: I'm really, I'm going to fall out with you.
5: This is what I'm aiming for. Can I just say, dear listener, that um, Catherine and I will be driving to Salford.
6: Yeah, and I'm going to bring my Crowded House Megamix. <laughs> no, you're
5: not bringing any CDs. Listen,
6: Crowded House is my XTC. You won't give me the tape you've made of XTC you can because listen. you said that I don't wouldn't appreciate it. You
5: can listen to the XTC tape uh, as we go up the M6.
6: But you're not going to allow me to... Listen to it and, and judge it for myself.
5: No, it's my car, my rules. My rules are: you sit in the back, you keep your hands to yourself, none <laughs> of that. and you play my we play my music and you like it. Oh. and you supply the Haribo. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much indeed.
6: Now, gosh, how far is Salford?
5: Uh, miles away. Can we have suggestions for games that we can play in the car? Because at the moment I'm playing I Spy with my boys a lot, and my youngest is only two and a half, uh, and he cheats. All of his words start with R, uh, so he'll go I Spy, I might like something in with R. Uh, and you'll be there for hours, and you go, what is it? You go, our car. <laughs> you can't do that. That's cheating.
6: That's so cheating. Saying, you've got to go colours with little ones. Yeah, well. I so. spy something coloured blue. What? Where? It's normally the sky.
5: We're not, we're inside. Uh,
6: well, oh, you will I'm do the example. imagining.
5: Uh, any ideas of games that I can play with uh, Catherine, please? Oh, I say, in the car, oh, again, five zero five Now, imagine you, you buy a house on an award-winning estate. I don't know what it awards... I think for design. Oh, for a bit. OK. So you buy a house on an award-winning estate, it says here. For design. Only... OK. So you buy a house on an award-winning estate, it says here, only to find out...
6: For the, design.
5: The walls... You, you buy a house on an award-winning estate, it says here, only to find out... Mm. The walls and roof leak. Well, that's what happened. This is serious. That's what happened at the Oxley Woods development in Milton Keynes. Residents have told us that 120 homes are affected, but the National House Building Council said 19 householders had filed claims for water ingress damage. That means leaks. Catherine Boyle, our uh, roofing expert, has been looking into this. What are the residents saying, Catherine?
6: Well, the residents are saying something different from the National House Building Council. As you heard there, there's a discrepancy. Yes. The residents we've spoken to say that they love their homes, but obviously they don't love the problems that they're having with damp. Yeah. Um, it's just the way that they were built, according to the residents. Remedial work is being carried out, and hopefully that will correct the problem. All these homes will have new aluminium fixing brackets, which apparently will stop the water getting in.
5: Now, Paul is a local resident. Paul has even taken to writing a blog about this. Yeah. He?
6: He, he's written loads and I, I, we haven't got enough time this morning. to. He's read not happy. Lot. We believe the threat of dry and wet rot across the estate is an extremely serious matter and that the builders should have disclosed this at a much earlier stage and addressed residents concerns. Furthermore, we believe that while Taylor Wimpy and the NHBC are in the process of agreeing remedial works between them, these should be subject to extremely precise and unrestricted third-party peer review he's by independent happy. experts. He's, no, he I wants, I he's not happy. He's not happy and
5: he wants it done. We mentioned um, some of you may not have picked this up. This isn't a Award-winning estate. What did it win an award for?
6: Well, the 122 design home estate, I've heard. Yes, by Rogers Stirk Harbour and Partners was built in 2007. Prefab components. Okay. They were erected in three days as part of the government's, uh, the last government's Design for Manufacture Gosh, competition.
5: three-day houses. This mm, is the competition we're talking about. Yeah.
6: It won the Mansa Medal, awarded to the UK's best one-off house or major extension in 2008, and judges said it was a thoroughgoing of attempt at innovation, which pointed the way forward to achieving high environmental standards in quality house building where design comes first. Yeah, design
5: comes first. Waterproofing comes way down the list. Uh, the, the developers and architects are uh, falling out, aren't they?
6: Yes, they are. The developers Taylor Wimpy have filed a five million pound claim against the architects and contractors Jolt. in the High Court over these claims that the houses leak. It said it was carrying out a full programme of rem- remediation works to resolve the issues as quickly and effectively as possible. Meanwhile, the National House Building Council, the NHBC, said 19 householders had filed claims for water ingress damage and added that it had extended its build mark insurance cover for all homes on the Oxley Woods development by eight years following the date of completion of the repairs to each home.
14: Gosh.
8: much on my plate don't have no time to be a decent lover i hope it isn't too late searching for the time that has gone so fast the time that i thought would last my ever-present past you can do it right now please i've got too much on my mind I think of everything to be discovered I hope there's something to find Searching through the time that has gone so fast The time that I thought would last I have a present past. Still, I hung around and took it all in. I wouldn't join in with the games that they were playing. It went right, it went
9: right in a flash. It flew by, it flew
8: by in a flash. D3Mondays.com, let's D3Mondays.com. You can do it. Just no, too much on my plate. Don't have no time to be a decent lover. I hope it's never too late. Searching for the time that has come so fast. The time that I thought would last.
6: your
5: face split ends
6: yeah should have done more yodeling, yodeling shouldn't i I,
5: d- I like yodeling paul mccartney i think he's he's got you know he's got a thing a uh, good thing going i can barely string a sentence I together know. poor thing your eyes are closing i know look at me look at me alice d- d- what do you think what do you see when you see me
6: sad yeah sad wreck of a man That's what, what are you gonna eat what are you gonna have instead
5: i have um some cocaine? No, not cocaine. Look, uh, no, not cocaine. Caramel tea.
6: Caramel tea. He's not gonna have caramel tea. Okay, I approve of that choice. Thanks, Paul.
4: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning in Park Street, very slow on the sensors this morning on the North Orbital Road, just at the Park Street roundabout. In Brickett Wood, looking heavy as well already on the North Orbital Road, just at Junction 21A for the M25. So far, looking at the M25 itself, it's building a little bit between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27, the M11. Some major roadworks are taking place there, often causing delays. In East Barnet, there's some temporary traffic lights up at the moment on Brookhill Road, just a cat hill for some junction improvements that are taking place. So far on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
2: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. The villagers in Cuffley and Northaw are opposing proposals to extend the food recycling plant, which we, which will be considered by Harts County Council next month. The Foreign Secretary, Philip Hammond, has told the BBC that Britain can be proud of how it's responded to the outbreak of Ebola in West Africa. A further 750 troops, along with a Royal Navy vessel and three helicopters, are being sent. And homes on a newly built... Award winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. Householders on the Oxley Woods estate have filed claims for water damage. Three county sports
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: England hosts San Marino tonight in a Euro 2016 qualifier at Wembley. San Marino are the joint lowest ranked team in the world. Here's England manager Roy Hodgson.
10: It's important that we're taking the game very seriously. The training's been excellent. It's been Absolutely no difference that, that I've seen in the, in the preparation for this game and the next one as opposed to the last time we got together against Switzerland and I know that everyone is quite anxious to play.
0: Meanwhile the FA are considering staging England games away from Wembley from 2018 if they can secure an NFL franchise to be based at the stadium. It's also thought the FA has ruled out Tottenham using Wembley as a temporary home, increasing the chances of a Spurs move to Milton Keynes. Wickham chairman Andrew Howard has admitted that Wasps move away from Adams Park will have a big impact on the football club's finances and may slow down what he calls the road to recovery. But he says their future relies on being self-sufficient. Meanwhile, the chief executive of Premiership Rugby has rejected claims that Wasps' move to Coventry is creating a franchise situation, and Mark McCafferty says the Wasps Academy will continue to recruit in the south-east. So that won't impact on the sort of Worcester areas or the East Midlands areas. Um, Wasps will be working from an academy point of view and the developments of young players, uh, the existing territory that they have uh, from when they're based at, uh, at High Wycombe. New Watford head coach Slavisa Jokanovic took his first training session yesterday. Meanwhile, the Hornets have signed defender Sebastian Bassong on loan from Norwich. The 28-year-old former Tottenham centre-half joins until January. And Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock competes for Great Britain in the all ra- all-around final at the World Championships in China today. Whitlock is included after an injury to Niall Wilson. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 7.
2: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
15: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. If you hear a whisper,
16: give us a shout. If you hear a whisper,
17: give us a shout. If you hear a whisper, if give us a shout. you Ye-ha. hear a
15: whisper? Give us a shout. Princess. If, if you hear a whisper, Give us a shout. If you hear a whisper, give us if a shout, a whisper, us a if, you shout. A whisper, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. If you hear a whisper.
16: Give us a shout. If you hear a Respect.
18: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. One one.
14: If you hear a Hi, whisper, I'm Simon, I'm a saxophonist. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout.
6: Did you hear something? Sort of heard something. It's my favourite thing in the world. Because, you know, it drives me into the ground. I
5: love that. I think I can say this. I love that more than I love my children. Honestly, that gives me more pleasure than my children give me. I get the pleasure from that and none of the heartache. <laughs> and none of the bruised plums. OK. So, um, if you meet the Pope... Um, Never going to happen. Well, Ron and Mavis Perola. Told two hundred stunned Catholic cardinals in the Vatican. I think the Pope may have been there as well. Um, what helped them stay together for fifty-five years? Oh no! Yeah, it was bunky bunky, having it away, doing it. You don't. You don't go up. You don't say that to loads of uh, cardinals.
6: That's like going to Weight Watchers and saying how much chocolate you eat.
5: <laughs> well, saying that though, the, the Catholics—they're not against it. In fact, they encourage it, don't they?
6: Yeah, but the priests can't, can they?
5: Oh yeah, well, cardinals.
6: Rub it in, why don't you?
5: Well, they're not allowed to.
6: Anyway, the stars filling the very big boots of Dad's Army legends. Dad's Army? Yeah, rubbish. It is rubbish. But they insist on making it again. Why?
5: Hang on, we're we're a couple of old farts. Uh, Uh, Alice is a, a sweet young thing. Dad's Army, Alice.
7: It was filmed in the village I live in, or the intro was.
5: Okay, she's been working here way too long. She's just seen the local link. She's making it. You're making it local and vocal.
7: No, because I mean the intro. My parents what? were telling me about this y- last night. Oh yeah, it's not being filmed in Beaconsfield, apparently, and that's an outrage.
5: Oh, the the are outraged that the, the movie won't be made there? No,
7: it's I live in what? Chalfont St Giles. What?
5: What is she banging... Should we and stick that's with where this? Where the
7: intro was filmed, Chalfont so
5: St, St. Beacon- Giles. Chalfont Chav- Chav- St Giles. Chalfont. You call it Chavi <laughs> St. It's Giles? really Across not chavy
7: The road, and then there's a butcher's, which is still there.
5: You've got butchers in the village where your mum and dad live? I, this really is going off on a tangent. I'm going to pursue it Dad's army. Right. What's it got to do with Beaconsfield, my love?
7: Well, I didn't think it was filmed in Beaconsfield, but I got told yesterday it is. So
5: why are the St Giles people upset?
7: Because the intro was filmed
6: in Chalfunson... <laughs> oh, goodness,
5: it's actually winding me up now. It's like, it's like, what she?
6: But she managed to get out of whether she liked it or not. We all know she doesn't. Yeah. No-one really likes
5: it. It's rubbish.
6: And we've seen it too much now, haven't we? Uh,
5: and even if you haven't seen it too much, it's rubbish. They're making a movie of it. Yes. Here's my interesting bit of trivia about Dad's Army. Yeah. You know, um, Granddad Clive Dunn. Yes. If you've got a song, he'll conduct the singers on. Plays the piano in the strangest manner. The words are right, but the tunes are wrong. Granddad yes. Clive Dunn. Yes. How old is he?
6: He was the youngest one in it, wasn't he?
5: Yeah, he was. He was like when he was playing that old man. That was his character. He had a character. He was about 28, I think, in Dad's Army.
6: Isn't that nuts? He must be gutted. They're getting someone else in to play. I think he's... No.
5: ...dead now. Is he? Oh, I think he is. Yeah, they're all dead apart from me and Lavender. Oh. Mm. They're all... is Gosh. The curse of Dad's army.
6: Oh. Mm. Well, no, not the curse of Dad's army. Just life, isn't it?
5: The curse of Dad's army.
6: I mean, it was a long time ago.
5: Yeah, but hang on. The curse of Dad's army. <laughs> well, you know, you can't... Don't laugh at a curse.
6: <laughs> I'm laughing at... The idea of a curse. You watch.
5: You watch. When they make this new film with uh, Toby Jones.
6: Toby Jones as Captain Mannering.
5: They will all die. Bill Nye as Sergeant Wilson. Eventually.
6: Corporal Jones, Tom Courtney.
5: It's the curse of Dad's army.
6: Private Pike, Blake Harrison. Private Godfrey, Michael Gambon.
4: Yeah.
5: It's uh, uh it will be rubbish because Dad's Army was rubbish and no one no one in their right mind found Dad's Army funny. I
6: think I don't know why they're redoing it. I can only imagine it would be to appeal to a new audience. I don't think a new audience wants this. <laughs>
5: don't panic, don't panic bat Mr. Battering! My boys say that, which is good.
6: Everyone says that. Um they People don't, haven't watched it say it. They don't like it up them!
5: Don't tell him, Pike! Don't tell him, Pike! And other words that were said by old men in a really boring... I would put it up there with... Only fools. Well, in terms of things that are unfunny, only fools and horses. um, Hello, hello. Mm. Hello.
6: You've got a little soft... No, I don't like that. I was just thinking of French Fields.
5: French Fields Fresh Fields was great I quite
6: like Fresh Fields French
5: Fields was ridiculous There was also I liked
6: From May to December I thought that was an interesting uh, concept
5: Oh no it wasn't the, the hot young solicitor got off with Anton Rogers Who yeah. divorced from Julia McKenzie Yeah No No I liked it um, Heidi High um, The spin-off to Heidi High Where they worked in a Lord's house You rang Millard
6: Oh Oh Dr Beeching
5: Oh Dr Beeching Is that what it was called?
6: There was another one that was about railways
5: uh, all of those programmes. In fact, anything written by, um, who is it? Lawrence Marks and the other man. Rubbish. And, it's uh, not
6: rubbish, it's just really old, old Jimmy fashioned. Perry
5: and David Croft. Rubbish.
6: Just proper old-fashioned.
5: Uh, speaking of rubbish programmes, some old woman wa- <gasps> baked a cake.
6: How dare you? How dare you?
5: Spoiler alert, guys. Some old woman baked a cake and done one. Who cares?
6: I am... Um me, I didn't why? think she was going to win. I thought that oh, uh, someone else was going to win. If oh. you've not watched it, then why are you listening?
5: Gadget to Grand Nancy's shock victory. She wins year after show rejection. Yes. Gadget Grand Nancy Bert was crowned Great British Bore Off winner last <gasps> night. In what the book is called the biggest shock since David beat Goliath. What? Are you taking the Michael? Someone is. Paddy it- Power and all you other
6: bookmakers. It was good, mind. I mean, she's a very, very good baker and her. Cakes, her confections were beautifully finished. Oh,
5: f- I'd, I'd finish her.
6: No, you need to watch it. I'm well, not, it's too I, late now. Well, watch I, the next one. No, I'm not and going to. you've got to. Paul Hollywood presiding over the lot of them like a timber wolf
5: with a spoon. What's going on between Paul Hollywood and uh, the old woman?
6: Well, they finally, yesterday, the tension was broken.
5: Well, you didn't do the same thing you did with that woman in America, is it? No. Good.
6: Uh there was a hint at
5: that, though. Oh. He,
6: Mel and Sue, you see, they got into trouble for being a bit uh, grubby, but I think it's all good. I on. like Mel and Sue, I
5: like. Mel in particular, I think, is, is uh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a very soft spot for Mel. Uh, and, and, and together, Mel and Sue, I think, are wonderful. But just the, the great... Hey, guys, let's watch some old people cooking a cake. Well, I, I didn't want to do that when it was my nan doing it.
6: I'd rather see the British Bake Off than most people's cakes on Facebook. I don't want to see any cakes unless it's
5: I can see it coming closer to my mouth and entering Uh, me jealousy Yeah, probably Actually, Gen- I, I poo-poo most things. I'm genuinely getting a little concerned about the Ebola.
6: It's very nasty.
5: The Ebola, and there's all this sort of. Well, we're sending out 700 so- shoulder, shoulders soldiers to shoulder the burden. Uh, but yeah, they're going to build like a 90 bed hospital. Okay, what what's that going to do for the other thousands of people? It, it, it's going to take some drastic measures. Of uh, you, 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 we, we joked about an Ebola village earlier no, but on. I don't
6: think it's that that crazy. There's you got to send all being, the people that have
5: got it to go and live in one place.
6: There are Effectively, that's what's going on, you know, in some places at the moment, and you can see these awful pictures of people just being left out in the street because no one dares to collect the dead because they don't want to catch it, and people aren't being paid enough hazard money to be able to go and do the clear-up, so it's it's just breeding more disease. It's absolutely there's
5: awful. two big, well, there's a few big Ebola stories, but you've got one, haven't
6: you? Yeah, this is about the little boy called Kofi, British aid worker, accused primary school parents of treating her son like a leper yesterday after he was banned from classes amid an Ebola panic. It's not quite that. He's normally at school in Sierra Leone. That's where he lives.
5: Yeah, where they have Ebola.
6: And he was due to enrol temporarily just for a few weeks at St. Simon's Catholic Primary School in Greater Manchester um, while his mother worked in the UK. So it would be a matter of weeks. But when parents at the 168 pupil school found out, they protested to the headmistress. And with a heavy heart, Elizabeth Inman, the headmistress, has banned the boy.
5: Well, hang on. It should, there should be a, a period of incubation. Doesn't it take, like, 21 days or something? If, you, if you've not... Um displayed any symptoms within 21 days, you're fine. So they should do that. Three weeks. If he's all right in three weeks, then he can go in. Shouldn't it be? But they're right to exert caution. And
6: I don't blame the parents. being frightened about it.
5: I don't blame... The other story is this this, um, Spanish nurse, Teresa Romero, Romero, was distraught last night after her dog was put down. Now, she's the, the Spanish nurse that's got... Uh, Ebola. She got it by um, d- d- being with a dead priest, a dying priest, a dead priest, and then touching her gloved hand on her face. Aye. Uh, so um, the, the, her dog has been put down. 300,000 people signed an online petition to save Excalibur, uh, and there were demonstrators and a vigil as people shouted murderers. Oh, goodness sakes. Well, listen, while I'm all for animal rights, unless, of course, it, that animal is uh, held within a barn and I'm eating it... Uh, for goodness sakes, this is... I don't know if you can get it from animals. I don't know. They were completely right to shoot the dog. Of course they were. Of course they were. There can't be anybody who thinks that that dog should still be allowed to be running around Spain. Spain, you've dropped the ball and well done for picking it up again. 08459 555. I am genuinely getting a little bit um, nervous about Ebola. I've always poo-pooed the bird flu, the uh, the swine flu, all of those things... But this is, like, proper, and um, hundreds, nay, thousands of people are dying.
19: This is a thing, they're
6: calling for UK screening now. They're calling last night for um, Ebola screening for people coming into Britain as the UK, United States sorry, announced it would step up its safeguards over the weekend. Barack Obama ordered tests on travellers from West Africa to be carried out at five of the largest airports in the US. Yeah, bring it, bring it on.
5: Bring it on. Your thoughts on that, please? 08459 Also, we'll speak to Dealey. Dealey's been gathering thoughts on uh, the Stevenage, the home of the big tour.
4: Apparently, they ain't great. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning on the M25 starting to look rather heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. In Bricketwood already building up on the North Alter Road at just a Junction 21A for the M25 and on camera it's looking heavy in Boreham on the Barnet Bypass heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Checking the local live departure boards for the trains. Everything's running to time so far this morning across the three counties. No problems or delays on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: 6.46 It is uh, Thursday the 9th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. The Foreign Secretary, Philip Hammond, has told the BBC that Britain can be proud of how it's responded to the outbreak of Ebola in West Africa. And homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to
2: be repaired
5: for leaks. Coming up, just what do people think of Stevenage? But let's get the weather first. Here's
4: Georgina.
19: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio. Good
19: morning. Well, we've got quite a bright start to look forward to, and a fair amount of sunshine in between these showers today. They're going to be pretty heavy, though, with perhaps some hun- thunder and hail. Um, quite a breezy, windy day, in fact. Uh, southwesterly winds with highs of seventeen degrees Celsius. And as we head towards the tonight, showers retreat, the winds drop off a little, and we've got a fairly clear night. So temperatures getting down to single figures uh, tomorrow. And fairly similar day, but slightly lessened in every way. So an- another bright start. The winds will still be there, but slightly lighter. Um, we've got uh, showers around mainly in the afternoon, but fewer and further between than today. They'll still be pretty heavy, though, at times. But a bit more in the way of cloud tomorrow, with highs of 17 degrees Celsius again. Now, over the weekend, the winds gradually drop off. We've still got sunshine and showers. Sunday morning could be a little frosty to start off with. And then it becomes very calm and still for Monday and Tuesday before becoming unsettled again towards the middle of next week. That's your latest forecast.
0: For some, the international break means no football. But not for us. On Saturday, we'll bring you three more live games. Luton are at home to Southend.
12: Shooter scores! It's his first touch! And he puts Luton two on up, Alex Wall.
0: Stevenage are away to Carlisle. Chancy for Stevenage, and they have scored! Back in the game, and it's Tom Pitts. And Wickham travel to Morecambe. It's a topic for Wickham.
20: It's 3-1 to the Wanderers. Saturday from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll We built this city on rock and roll. This city. We built built this city
8: on rock and roll. Say you don't recognize my face Say you don't care who goes to that kind of place Knee deep in the hoopla sinking in your fight To.
20: Yourself there, Justin. Oh, fabulous, fabulous song. 1985, great year. And what really annoys me about that song, it was a US number one. Here, it didn't even make the top ten. That is disgusting. It's a <gasps> hell mess. It's a hell mess. Yes. Very a, angry still. It, it didn't even wait. What didn't it do here? I don't think it even got into the top ten here. I'm convinced it didn't See even make the top ten, but in America, I it went to number one.
9: City. <laughs>
20: Just singing along there a little bit weren't you just <laughs> yeah, yeah. great great tune great
5: tune You've yeah, got you gotta love it now listen mm. the home of the big tour where are we this week stevenage
6: hey mm. Mm. lots of things to celebrate about stevenage
5: everyone loves stevenage what's not a, to
6: like about stevenage
20: particularly people called steven who are of an age and live there i bet they're having a great time i bet they are yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. uh boss i've actually been to stevenage i oh. was i was there yesterday my mate paul lives there does he yeah hello paul hi paul Morning to you, sir. Yeah. Um, so what I've done, I've yes. um, made a little package for you oh. uh, w- w- with some Stevenage facts. Yep. And then I spoke to the locals about what they love about Beautiful. Stevenage. excellent. And it all goes horribly wrong. Aye. Take a listen to this. Stevenage was a designated New Town under the New Towns Act of 1946. Around 30 miles north of London, it's the birthplace of a superstar who loves cars and pussycat dolls. There is the chequered flag for Lewis Hamilton. It's a massive, massive win for the Briton. F1's Lewis Hamilton, who still talks with passion for his hometown. Stevenage had the first traffic-free shopping zone officially opened by the Queen in 1959. Estrium is based in the town. They make spacecraft and take part in groundbreaking scientific space exploration missions. Only last October, a satellite that was built locally was launched into orbit, carrying the biggest array of imaging sensors ever flown into space. And here is an actual sound of the beast taking off. 3,
13: 2, 1, top, décollage.
20: They also have a football team, formerly known as Stevenage Borough, now simply Stevenage. They currently lie 17th in League Two under the leadership of Weser, a.k.a. Graham Wesley. I won't ever take no for an answer. Chill out, Gray. You do realise your suits don't fit you properly. I'm fed up with it, to be honest, we are. Well, enough of the history lesson. What do people living in Stevenage think is so great about their town? Here's what they had to say on the streets. What's the best thing about this place? Uh quite in the other place, really. Yeah. There's nothing special about it, it's just nothing special. Oh. This is your town. Yeah, I know it is, but so was hacking my town. It's just the same. you're mugging your own town off. I'm not mugging off, I'm just saying it's nothing special. Um Sir you travelled all the way from Romania. What's the best thing about this town? I don't know. Well, oh, it's green. It's green. Yeah. Uh quick access. Is that about as good as it gets? Yeah. Cheers. (laughs) Stevenage, the home of our big tour. Why not try it for yourself one day and you might just like it.
6: So let's just check. The best thing about Stevenage (laughs) is quick access.
20: Yes, uh, the road out. That's the best that we got. Come on, guys. Come on, if you live in Stevenage, I can only work with what's in front of me. That was the best I got yesterday from people living in Stevenage.
5: That made me laugh so much, Justin. Thank you very much indeed. I particularly liked it when you were talking about the satellite, and Catherine pointed out that you were using proper space
20: music. Absolutely. Magic Fly by Space, a big French house anthem back in the 1970s.
5: Justin, we, we will find uh, um, someone who has the, the ability to put that out as an
20: audio boo in this mm. building and we will uh, we'll put that online later. I think more people deserve to hear it. Yeah, well, good luck finding somebody who lives <laughs> in Stevenage and loves it. That's all I'm saying. Based on my experience yesterday, good luck, boss.
5: Justin, thank you very much indeed. It well, we, we sounds like a phone-in. It sounds like a phone-in. Well, how would we phrase it? What's
6: special about Stevenage? Call me now. Oh, eight
5: four five nine 8459 double 455 555 double Come on, uh, um, uh, residents and supporters of Stevenage. You can't lay there and uh, just, just take that kicking more. Morning,
8: Kyle.
15: Morning,
5: boss. You're you all right? Yeah, I'm all right, fella. What, what have you got for us? You a fan of Stevenage? Uh, I haven't been to Stevenage. You've never been? I've never been. It's all
6: right. I bet you want to go now after that, don't you?
5: Oh, uh, I'm back. It's <laughs> Carl, listen, it's a terrible line and we're running out of time. We'll get you on after 7 o'clock at some point because I know you've got a really powerful point to make <laughs> about Dad's Army. Uh, so we'll speak to Carl. I want to make sure we hear him properly uh, after 7 at some point. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number. Come on, residents and supporters. of There must be like a Stevenage... We Heart Stevenage Facebook group or something.
6: Hashtag We Love Stevenage.
5: Hashtag um, love uh, Stevenage. D- Don't Dis Stevenage, not in my name. Uh, 08459 455 555.
4: <laughs> Travel news from beds, hearts, and bugs.
2: BBC
11: Three Counties Radio. Yeah, M1 heading south rather heavy at the moment between Junction 10 Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. The A1M also building on the sensors at the moment just around Junction 7 for the A602. Um, The North Orbital Road still looking quite slow just at the Park Street roundabout. And the M25 heading anti-clockwise rather heavy between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Um, In Boreham it's looking slow on the cameras between the Barnet Bypass um, sorry and the Bionic Bypass between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus and also the A40 Western Avenue. That's queuing between the Swankleys Roundabout and Gypsy Corner on camera. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
5: you very much, Nicola. Ian has emailed in, I would normally be going to Stevenage today, what a dump. Instead I'm off to Swindon, which is an even bigger toilet. Come on, Stevenage. Home of the big tour, can you phone up and defend the place? Of course you can.
2: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley The headlines, developer defends Hertfordshire Waste Lagoon plans, award winning Milton Keynes homes are leaking An actor says Bletchley Park Codebreaker deserves war hero status
2: BBC Three Counties Radio
0: Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch The villagers in Cuffley and Northaw are opposing proposals to extend the food recycling plant which will be considered by Harts County Council next month. Developer Adrian Williams admits it will save money, but says residents' fears are unfounded.
10: If they're saying it's an, an open sake of rotten soup, that's completely the wrong end of the stick because it is going to be built by a recognised lagoon contractor, the sealed lagoons have a 20-year life cycle. It seems to be a a good solution of a way to go
0: forward. Homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. Householders on the Oxley Woods estate have filed claims for water damage. More from Tony Fisher. Residents say they love the houses but not necessarily the way they were built in 2007. The developers say they're carrying out a full programme of remediation works to resolve the issues as quickly as possible. The National House Building Council said it had extended its Buildmark insurance cover for all homes on the Oxley Woods development by eight years following the repairs. The Foreign Secretary, Philip Hammond, has told the BBC that Britain can be proud of how it's responded to the outbreak of Ebola in West Africa, a further 750 troops along with the Royal Navy vessel and three helicopters are being sent but the government is coming under increasing pressure to introduce restrictions at airports, ports and railway stations to prevent the spread of the disease. One person had to be cut free by firefighters after a crash on the A505 between Hitchin and Luton last night. The emergency services, including the Hertfordshire Air Ambulance, were called just after 8.30 after a car came off the road near Beech Hill. The Chief Inspector of Adult Social Care for England's Health regulator has said there's too much awful care in residential homes. Andrea Sutcliffe of the Care Quality Commission commented as a new rating system for services was introduced. The actor Benedict Cumberbatch says the Bletchley Park codebreaker Alan Turing was a hero who people need to learn about. Cumberbatch plays Turing in the Imitation Game which premiered last night at the London Film Festival. You want
1: people to be able to come and see your work and and hopefully broaden the appreciation and understanding of this extraordinary wronged man. He really he really was a hero and a national hero. He should be on the cover of history books and science books and, and celebrated for what he was, how he lived his life and what he
0: achieved in his life. Relocating Hitchin Town Football Club to the Stevenage Road would create a white elephant, according to the club's chief executive, Andy Melvin. A public meeting was held last night to discuss controversial plans for a supermarket on the current top field ground. In Sport, England hosts San Marino tonight in a Euro 2016 qualifier at Wembley, and the Wickham chairman, Andrew Howard, has admitted that Wasps move away from Adams Park will have a big, big impact on the football club's finances. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and showers, which could be heavy and thunder, with a risk of hail, a maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
5: I have never really thought about leaving. Bought me houses are here and
2: that's it. Telling everyone about where you live. I've never found anywhere that has just so much to offer. All this week we're exploring
14: Stevenage. The parks and the gardens are fantastic. It's
2: very clean, it's very friendly.
14: I've lived here
12: all my life so I've got a lot of friends and family here.
2: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's three minutes past... We've been here for an hour! Where the heck have you been? Everyone is welcome to call us today. Yesterday it was new callers only. And boy, oh boy, did we have some good calls. Three of them, but they were good, good three. Anyone can call in now. We've lowered our standards again. Yes, even you. Well, what are we talking about? We're talking about a big lake of sewage. It's covered up. Not a lake. It's a lagoon. The difference being, the difference being.
6: Ones in Venice.
5: Yeah, but um, so you're thinking of uh, canals.
6: They've got a lagoon.
5: No, they don't. They've got canals. They've got lagoons. They've too. got canals. They've got a lagoon
6: too. They've got canals. Cross the lagoon to get to Venice.
5: They've not got a lagoon in Venice. You're, you're thinking of um, 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 Scotland. They're locks. Ah, water is so complicated, isn't it? Are you scared of Ebola? I know it's a weird question to ask, but I normally don't buy into these um, international or national panics. I'm getting quite itchy. Well, there's it's this. It's not a one- symptom, is it? <laughs>
6: I don't think so. No. There's a mum in the paper at the moment. She's uh, brought her child over. He normally goes to school in Sierra Leone. She's astonished that people don't want him in their school. Would you be astonished?
5: Yeah, I, I can see I can see comparisons with um, when AIDS first broke. Do you remember? And uh, Princess Diana was seen as so brave... For touching for, people. For shaking hands with uh, someone who had AIDS. I, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look into this a little bit more and discuss it throughout the show. And also, come on, we just played a, a package from Justin Dilley, which w- maybe we'll try and play before 9 o'clock if we can, because it was so good. But basically... People don't like Stevenage. I've been to Stevenage where my mate Paul lives there. It's, I, it's all right, isn't it? It's nice. What's your beef with Stevenage? 08459 455 555.
2: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Um, I don't get what the beef is with Stevenage, Catherine Boyle, producer.
6: Well, Stevenage was the first place my family disembarked from uh, up north.
5: Ah, so that's what the the problem is. That legend has been passed down. Ah, This is where the Boyles came from. Oh, I see.
6: No, it was great. It was a good basis to explore the rest of the east of England from. It's the easy access thing.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Easy access is guaranteed in Stevenage. (laughs) 08459 555. Now, Green campaigners are furious at a farmer's plans to create what amounts to a lake of pig swill in the Hertfordshire Greenbelt. The original plans for the food recycling plant at Cuffley suggested the rotting food would be kept in sealed containers. Well, now the county council have received an application for a lagoon. Bob Stubbs is a parish councillor, member of the Save Cuffley and Northall Greenbelt protest group. Morning, Bob. Good morning. What's your beef?
18: Well, basically... Um There was a lot of opposition originally to the digester plant, and that was geared around environmental impact uh, odours and fumes, and we were assured at that point that all of the uh, process would be in sealed tanks and therefore there wouldn't be any odours or fumes, and now suddenly the farmers are putting forward an alternative proposal, which is to move from sealed tanks effectively to an open lake the size of a football pitch. It's not open, it's going to be sealed. Well no, no it 's got a plastic sheet laying on the top um and it, it's not it 's not going to be sealed
5: uh, we were, We were told by the developer it 's going to be welded on
18: um You may be told by a developer, but that just won't work, will it I mean just think well about, i don 't know
5: what's your evidence
18: um, well uh, we've talked to various experts who said it 's bound to to flex and move. Uh, if nothing else, it's going to have rainwater falling on it, so it's going to distort and it'll weather... But it'll still be sealed. It won't be sealed. I mean, it just is impossible to seal that size. Why, um, why,
5: is, it, why is it impossible
18: to st- seal something that size? I've seen big things sealed. Um, well, that's not what it describes in the planning application. It doesn't say it's going to be sealed. It well, the, 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 the developer has assured me it's going to be sealed and there'll be no smell. But, but let's go back. The developers assured us two years ago that they, this would all be in sealed tanks. Yeah, they've changed their plans uh, He's changed his plans, but purely for commercial reasons He's also taken another One and a half acres of Greenbelt This structure won't sit Well in the landscape, it'll be somewhere Around eight metres high with a barbed wire Fence on top Uh, And to put that in context, that's about the size of a Two storey house Um, And there's there's no justification for it He has all the consents in place he needs To build it as originally planned And this is just driven by Pure profit is that a bad thing, to save a few quid? Well, it depends on your view. I mean, if you value the greenbelt and uh, visual amenity, then it is a bad thing. There's, a, spent, there's meant to be special circumstances for developing greenbelt sites. Uh, the only special circumstance here is the developer wants to make more money. It's his land, so he can do what he wants, can't he? No, he can't. That's what the planning uh, system is for, and that's what the greenbelt belt. Well, he's, got, he's,
5: he's reapplying for planning permission, so it will go through. He
18: is using the planning system. Absolutely, as we are to object. And it will ultimately be up to the county council to make a decision. And if their decision is in his favour, you'll accept that, will you? Well, we have no choice. I mean, the, the, there are remedies, but, but they're expensive and difficult. But if the county council is a democratic organisation, decides this is acceptable... Then we will have to accept that.
5: I thought that these recycling plants were the kind of uh, uh, things that th- th- it's very environmentally friendly, isn't it?
18: It is, it is environmentally friendly, and uh, we should and, be encouraging that. Surely, uh, and in principle, I have no objection to digester plants. I mean, the question is whether they should be put in the green belt uh, and various other issues around this. But we are where we are. He has all the consents to to build the, the digester, and it must be a good thing for the country, but that's not the issue. The, the issue is, is it's near you. It's not near me, as it happens. The issue is it's about another one and a half acres of the Greenbelt. I mean, to, to well, it's in it's con- your
5: parish council, isn't it? So, the, so yeah, is, yeah. is that and an issue that's in your, your area?
18: Yeah, yeah, but to make it clear, I'm not talking on behalf of the parish council because we haven't considered uh, this application yet. But okay. to put this in context as well, the, the, the same farmer is also applying... For the development of 600 houses on the green belt, and that, he's linked that to the digester as it will provide green energy. But
5: he's, apply, he's applying for planning permission, which you've already said is is, is uh, the, uh, the best system we have.
18: So well, it's the only system we have, and we have to accept that yeah. system. I mean, the issue is uh, uh, about preserving the green belt. Because there's a big
5: housing shortage, isn't there? 600 houses there, would, would there, certainly help a lot of people.
18: There is a big housing shortage, but the uh, local council's already determined that the site he's put forward is not appropriate for housing. Well, then they'll, they'll reject the planning. They will do, and he'll probably... Uh, well, then, then,
5: then, then why bring it up? If, they, if they're going to reject it, because, then there's, there's no
18: problem. <clears throat> because what, what we have is creep here. He, he started with a digester plant, he's now taking another one and a half acres, and then he's trying to apply for...
5: But you've just said that they'll reject it, so there's not a problem.
18: Well, no, he may go to appeal, and Eric Pickles may well give him consent. Now, th- there's been a thousand... It does
5: sound to- a little bit like, Bob, uh, nimbyism.
18: No, not really. I mean, the, the, I think the community accepts that we're going to have to have additional houses built on the Greenbelt in Cuffley. These 600 houses just happen to be on the wrong site. Why is it the wrong site? Where would the right site be? Because it's, it, it has huge uh, visual impacts. I mean, it's on the side of a hill that's like a ski slope. There are, there are other sites which the local authority are identifying as part of their long-term planning process which will accommodate two to 300 houses, and in due course, the community will have to consider whether that, that's acceptable. But those sites which have currently been identified look far more acceptable than the one this, this farmer has gone for.
5: Uh, I can tell you're frustrated by this, Bob. Have you spoken to um, the developers personally?
18: No, no, he, he, he doesn't consult. He does, this application just came completely out of the blue. He's not consulted the community or any local stakeholders.
5: Bob, I appreciate your time, and no doubt we'll speak... Um, when are we expecting
18: an answer on this, November? Um, well, consultation on... On, on, the, it, the, on the, the, the lagoon lake. itself, yeah. And, uh, that, that, that finishes on 28th of October, and then I expect the local authority will make a decision probably before Christmas.
5: All right. Well, maybe we'll speak to you then, Bob, and find Thank out what, what, what happens. It'll be great to try and get you on as well with the gentleman we were speaking okay. to earlier on. Bob, Thank I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Bob Stubbs, parish councillor, member of the Save Cuffley and Northort Greenbelt protests. <laughs>
2: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
4: This is Ian Lee.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning,
5: Kyle. Can we hear you now? Yeah, morning, Ian. Is that clearer? That's a little bit clearer, yeah. Ah, okay. Okay, let's see. Now, what have you called in about? Uh, Well,
14: there's two things, really. Um, When you were talking about uh, comedies from the services and stuff like that. uh, the, blo- the bloke, who I think has been on the radio before, is it called Colin? Yes. Yeah, he sounds exactly like one bloke from on the busses. Carl, oh, I
5: tell you do what we're going to do. It's not the greatest of lines. We're going to get you back after half past seven... Because it sounds like you're making a very important point here about Dad's army, and I want to hear what you have to say. So we'll get him back on after half past seven. And hopefully... Been talking
6: about Colin Dunstable, of course.
5: Yeah, yeah, of course. And hopefully we'll get him on a better line and be able to hear his point.
6: Well, he was all right when I rang him up. I don't know what he's doing. Is, is he putting his on speaker?
5: No, it just sounds like his signal was going. That's all. Oh, Kyle. I'm really disappointed we didn't have um, uh, Bob and our first guest on talking together about... Um... The uh, Andrew Williams about the lagoon. That would yeah, have been good.
6: I'll have a word because yeah. they seem to be both si- to- giving completely different arguments.
5: Yeah, stuff like that. You need to um, have them head to head, team, if anybody fancies uh, listening next time. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can also send me an email
4: ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. <laughs>
11: Starting off this morning in Dunstable, very heavy at the moment on the A5 heading at southbound between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. In Luton, Church Street is closed at the moment, just near Park Street, due to some roadworks that are taking place. Do expect delays in the area. The M1 are looking very heavy on the sensors at the moment between Junction 10 for Luton Airport spur road and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Also, the A1M heavy around Junction 7 for the A602 and the M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving. Between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford. So far on the trains, no problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: 7.15, it's Thursday the 9th of October, I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch The Foreign Secretary Philip Hammond has told the BBC that Britain can be proud of how it's responded to the outbreak of Ebola in West Africa And homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks
2: BBC Three Counties Radio
5: They're still going on
4: BBC One.
21: The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams.
4: The bold. I walk the walk, I talk the talk, and I dance the dance. The brash. My absolute worst
20: nightmare is getting to age 40 with a 50 grand salary. And the brazen. I'm not arrogant because what I'm saying is all true. Would you uh,
1: send the candidates in place? Yes, sure, sure.
20: The
4: Apprentice
20: is back. Shut up. You are a
1: total shambles.
20: You're fired. Next Tuesday and mm. Wednesday night at nine on BBC One and BBC One HD.
5: I do despair. So, um, we were talking there to the gentleman who's, who's worried that you can't seal a giant lagoon of potato peelings and I'd said that I'd seen big things sealed and I have seen big things sealed.
6: Like what? Tankers? Uh,
5: yeah, sure, why not? Well, this, this is a great phone-in, I think. What's the biggest thing you've sealed? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, five. Let's start off small, okay? I've sealed a Tupperware lunchbox. Yes. Okay, so that's that's that size. So we can that's that's a good basis. What's the biggest thing you've ever sealed, Alice?
7: Um,
5: it's a, it's a toughie. A larger Tupperware
6: container. There we a go. Large tin tin bath.
5: When have you sealed a bath?
6: You know, around the outside. where you sealing?
5: No, no 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 no, mate. You've no I'm sealing this is, the
6: walls against.
5: No, this is no. There's no room for trying to be clever. And what, this?
6: I, that was ceiling?
5: No, mate, you know what I mean. I mean actually covering something.
6: Oh, right, OK. When
5: is you, and why does no-one use the phrase, I'm going to draw a bath anymore?
6: I've never used that phrase. You
5: know what it means, though, don't you? Yeah,
6: but um, posh people say that,
5: don't No, they? I, that, well, th- p- correct people. No-one says, I'm going to draw a bath anymore.
6: Doesn't it involve buckets? No, it means you, you turn the tap on and you, you've drawn a
5: bath. Uh, what The biggest thing you've ever sealed, please, dear listener, Oh eight four five nine 555. New, new callers and old callers alike, please.
6: Walking boots? Sorry? Walking boots. What do you mean, what? You know, you put the seal on them. No, that's
5: dubbing. I'm not talking about dubbing, I'm talking about when you've actually covered something. Right. Kieran gets it. Morning, Kieran. Hi there. What's the biggest thing you've ever sealed? A coffin. Oh. Hey, flipping it. What, what were you doing that for?
14: We're, this coffin was being sent to Italy, and um, I'm a plumber, and we got called to... Uh, I can't wait to see
5: how this story turns up. You're a plumber, and your, your coffin was being sent to Italy. Yeah, carry on. And um, it was like in line, so we had to seal Like with solder. Solder it up so it's airtight. So, hang on a second. Did you put the lid on the coffin, or did you just kind of seal up the holes? just seal up the hole. Kieran, it's, it's a cracking story, but I can't I can't allow it. Well, did you not... But you were a plumber. Did, was that... Did you not... How did the phone call go when you got that job? Oh, uh, I was working for uh, somebody, and... That uh, <laughs> sounds very dodgy. <laughs> it, yeah, it wasn't very nice. You had a, a glass thing
12: as well We could see the body. Um, I wasn't
14: too happy
5: about it. Well, and how did you express the fact you weren't very happy?
14: Oh, um, I just didn't like looking at a dead body, but um my boss would just get on with it. And oh, come
5: blimey. To surely there's... I don't know if there's... Are you in a union or anything? Because surely, if you don't want to look at a dead body and you're a plumber, <laughs> you don't have to.
6: Listen, who are you working for? Don Corleone? <laughs>
5: Things are different days, I suppose. I suppose they were. So you sealed up the edge of the coffin, did you, Kieran? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm that's a cracking call. Do you know what? We'll let that one. I will. Okay, we'll change it. We will. We will allow. I'll allow your bath, Catherine. Good. And I'll allow because Kieran's call was so good. There you go. The biggest thing you've sealed. We've already had a plumber who's had to seal a coffin that was being sent to Italy, and he was unhappy because he had to look at a dead body, and he told his boss, and his boss said, "Ah, get on with it." This is another. All right, forget everything else for the rest of the show. I'm back, in, I'm back in the room. So, the biggest thing you've ever sealed, and when has someone told you to get on with it? 08459 555. Kieran, thank you. You've, re- you've uh, given me a reason to live. Now, people who bought. Talking of ceilings, people who bought houses on an award winning estate in Milton Keynes are finding they're not quite the dream homes that they were sold. They're leaking. According to residents, all 120 homes on the Oxley Woods estate are letting in water, although the National House Building Council said that only 19 householders have filed claims for the damage. Resident and retired architect Barbara Swan joins me now. Morning, Barbara. Morning. Uh, You live on the estate. What what attracted you to it?
17: Um, Well, they're lovely contemporary designed houses. They actually look as if they're built in the 21st century. Um, They're very energy efficient. They're very well designed, the plans are good, they look good from the outside, lots of lovely daylight. So they're very attractive houses.
5: And they've won awards, haven't they? Yes,
17: about um, 11 or 12.
5: So when did. I'm assuming you have a problem in your home. When did you first notice it?
17: Um, well, um, the, 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 the main problem was. Uh, we've all. A lot of people have suffered from small leaks which have been um, patched to a certain degree. Um, but then uh, Taylor Wimpey started to do um, investigations in, uh, towards the back end of last year because people had had other problems and um, discovered that, in fact, water had been getting into the structure. The, 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 the houses are built from uh, prefabricated timber panels and water was actually getting into the structure, which wasn't actually um, evident from inside the houses. And
5: how many houses... Is this affecting all of the houses, Barbara? Yes. Uh,
17: probably, yes. As I mean, far as you know? Yes. Yeah. The, because of the way um, they were constructed.
5: And uh, you may not be able to answer this question, but, but as a, an architect, uh, whose fault is it, do you think? Is it the, archi- is it the design, or is it the, the actual building?
17: Well, I can't really say that, because it is a, a law case now. Um, but we love the designs of the houses, and maybe it was the way that they were constructed which has caused the problem.
5: Uh, remedial work, it, it, that hasn't been done yet, has it? That's going to be happening soon?
17: It started on the first block of houses. OK, and
5: uh, uh, d- d- what do we think? Is it, is it going to be enough?
17: Um, we are promised that it will be, yes. Um, we've been looking at the proposals all summer, really. Uh, we've been scrutinising them, um, and uh, an independent body has also looked at them. So we've been promised that our houses will be better than they were when they were new, without mm. any of the problems when they are completed. It
5: must have been very frustrating. How do you think it, it's been uh, handled?
17: Um, well, it's been very worrying for the residents, you know, to find out that there are uh, there is a ma- major fault in the way that they were constructed. Um, we would have liked a lot more information, really, from Taylor Wimpey um, and cooperation from NHBC.
5: Mm. Sounds very frustrating. Barbara, listen, I, well, thank you very much for your time. I wish you uh, all the best of luck, hopefully, this all... Get sorted out. What a
2: pickle. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: I've got to say, that last... What was the name of the plumber, gentlemen? Kieran. He was... What a brilliant call from from a punt. And we'll we'll expand this. So, uh, what's the biggest thing you've sealed? He had to seal... He was a plumber. He had to seal a coffin that was being sent to Italy and he could see, there was glass and he could see the dead body and th- his boss just said he said i don't like this i don't want to look at the dead body his boss said ah get on with it
6: i think it's another phone in when bosses take the mick <laughs> because i've had a boss i worked in television very briefly yeah and um, me too. there was an editor of the program so she's really important yeah and uh, she called me over at one point and said she had a really special job for me Ooh. and it was looking after her kids oh she had to bring them in so n- can you sort of them out with no. a drink and stuff like that and i just thought you know when bosses take the mick oh
5: okay well we've got three cracking phone calls all on the back of a, uh, a pool lagoon okay <laughs> Or not. Thanks, Ben. Uh, so what we've got so far is uh, the biggest thing you've sealed, and can anyone beat... Uh, all right, OK, here we go. We've got loads of phone in just coming off the back of this. Hopefully some of these go. The biggest thing you've sealed... Um, when has someone said, get on with it? When has your boss taken the mick? And when have you seen a dead body at work? At work? <laughs> Unless you're like an undertaker or a doctor. Maybe you were, you were um, like a, an excavator and you found a skeleton. Underground.
6: Well, yeah, because you're excavating.
5: So what have we got? The biggest thing, the biggest thing you've sealed. When have you been told to get on with it? Um, uh, When your boss has taken the mick, and when have you seen a dead body at work? Maybe a skeleton. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. They are baby are pure. You are gold
6: We're also doing Watch Your Beef with Stevenage Oh
5: yeah no, Stevenage Home of the big tour And so Justin Off his own Justin's being very spontaneous These days he What's is. going on he is. Uh, Off his own bat Decided to go to Stevenage I love it when we throw out nonsense And then I see the phone start ringing It's either, it's either Someone with a great call Or a complaint Either way I win uh, So off his own bat He went to Stevenage um, uh, To find out He made a great piece about Stevenage We'll try and play it Before the end of the show uh, But to get people's opinions Of yeah. Stevenage well, people weren't very happy with it. They didn't like it. I can't believe
6: it. The only positive point that was raised was easy access.
5: It, apparently in Stevenage, you're guaranteed easy access. I
6: don't know what that means. I think they're talking about roads. Yeah,
5: yeah. Well, we got some texts We're backing up Stevenage, have we? Uh, okay.
6: Phil says, the problem with Stevenage is that too many areas of it are like the waiting room for the Jeremy Kyle show.
9: Oh. Phil...
6: Peter in Wilma Green, the Seven Hills in Stevenage is their answer to Everest. I don't know what that means, but that's, that's for the Stevenage folk. By the
5: pit way, Peter, you tried to call in yesterday. We had to say no. You, uh, Regular callers can call in today as well.
6: Yeah. Uh, Stevenage, forget it. When's the big tour coming to Royston, says Neil. Birthplace of the Bill. Also, we've got a cave. <laughs> <laughs> can we do the show from the cave? The Hellfire Cave. Can we do the show from the cave? The haunted <laughs> S- sorry. Hellfire Cave. Uh, do you
7: want to do Royston? Because I can put a bid in for
5: Royston. All right, we know it's just uh, you and your boyfriend Gareth that uh, that do the big tour. <laughs> we we see you two sloping off, and because no one else is uh, sucker is, uh, f- has got the free uh, will, the free time. No. <laughs> dedication. We're, that's it. When no one's as dedicated to this <laughs> year. Yeah, only if we can do it from uh, if we can do the show from Royston Caves on morning. They're spooky. You don't look uh, particularly happy about that, Catherine.
6: There's a ghost in there, and it's a cave. You know, I don't like holes. I thought oh. you said ghosts weren't real. They're not.
5: I'm starting to think ghosts might be real. They've got
6: waxworks yeah. down there.
5: Let's go and do the show from Royston oh. Caves, yeah. Let's, sort, uh, Alice, you can sort that I'll out.
6: Oh I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll look into it today. yeah. Also, a request. Please, can Catherine say bath again? That's from Peter. Go on then. Bath.
5: Tell me you're going to go and draw a bath.
6: What does that mean? I've got to run a runner bath.
5: Chris is on the line. Morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm
22: enjoying myself again. What have you got for us? Well, well, I'm quite intrigued, actually, about finding dead bodies, what you said. Um, Myself and a colleague, we work for a plumbing company. I don't want to give you names. It's plumbers! It was plumbers and corpses! Yeah, well, well, we, we, we get called out to a lot of problems, and on this particular day, myself and a colleague... We got called very early one morning, about 6 o'clock. It was winter time. It was really cold, snow on the floor, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we arrived on site. The fire brigade are walking around. I'm thinking, what's going on here? And uh, we had to turn the water off. So we go in there. The fire brigade couldn't find the stopcock. We're trying to find the stopcock. And eventually, the guy turns around to me. Oh, he's got all the paraphernalia on. He said, look, I'm in charge, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, are you squeamish? I said, no. I said, I'm OK. But my f- colleague said, well, w- w- what's going on? I said, look, I'm all right. He can wait outside. Oh. Anyway, I've gone inside. My heart's going. (laughs) Well, I've gone inside to the hall, opened the door, Mm. and there, in front of the fireplace, is a big hole in the shape, not the shape of a human, but like the shape of a human. And I'm thinking, that's a bit weird. And he's looking at me, and he's going to me, "Um, what are you looking at? I said, well, what's that? And he said, well, go and have a look. And I better look. Laying in the bottom of the hole, there is part of a limb. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, mm, it's just a bit weird. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> that it, is those, a little it, bit weird. Well, hairs on the back of my neck started to stand up and I thought, this is this is really crazy. Anyway, he said to me, he said, what well, it was, I found a body or part of a body in front of a fire and I looked and he said, have you ever heard of spontaneous human combustion? Oh, looked, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it gets even weirder than that. So I turned around and said, no, I haven't. Anyway, um, I went outside to my colleague, and I said to him, I said, uh, look, I said, Lowell, you've got to come and look at this. And he said, no, 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 I said, you've got to, because nobody will ever believe me when I tell people, because I do come out with a few porkies now and again. I bet you do, you sound <laughs> the sort, yeah. You tell me <laughs> so a anyway, story. There's, there's, there's near my mate Lowell, and we're standing there, and we're looking at this, and this fireman, he's, I mean, he's looking at me as if this is a normal occurrence, and I said, are you kidding me, have you seen this before? He said... Yeah, he said I've been doing the job for X amount of years, and he said, and I've actually seen this a few times. Anyway, so I, I was a bit shocked. I went home, and, and in those days we didn't have mobile phones. It was going back a few years. Yeah. Um, so otherwise, I think I would have taken a sneaky photograph.
9: Oh no, Chris! Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got
22: to, you've got to, you go stick it on, stick it on somewhere. You know, you get a few quid for it. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> you can tell by the sort of person I am. So I'm quite um, yeah, you're a plumber. Yeah, 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 all plumbers like that. Anyway, so. We do that, and I told my colleagues, nobody believed me for years and years and years, uh, and eventually, believe it or not, approximately three weeks ago... Here, we go. Here comes the same, punchline. ..the same sort of thing happened, but it wasn't part of a limb.
5: Well, what was it? Don't tell me it was
22: a stop... <laughs> on, I've got to get, get... It was part of a body... But I'm not going to tell you what part of my body, because I think it's breakfast time. It wasn't the stopcock, was it? No, 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 no. It was part of a hand. And it was just holding, it was just holding a handkerchief. But the handkerchief was not burnt.
5: Chris, you've you've, you've, you've put the wellies on uh,
22: Now, listen to me. I will tell you something, right? Yeah. I'm quite, as I say, I'm open-minded in that. Yeah. This happened twice. If I get a call to a house again, I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming, but...
5: Chris, because now you have got mobile phones, you took a sneaky picture and you're trying to get a few quid off it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <I am> busted!
4: <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A5 in Dunstable, looking very heavy at the moment, heading southbound between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill. The A1M also rather heavy just around junction 7 for the A602. And very slow moving on the M25 at the moment, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for St Albans and junction 19 at Watford. In Chiswell Green, it's looking slow on the North Orbital Road, just at the Shell roundabout. And so far the M40 starting to look heavy on camera, heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M20. So far, there's no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
11: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. The villagers in Cuffley and Northaw are opposing proposals to extend the food recycling plant. Homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. Householders on the Oxley Woods estate have filed claims for water damage. And Hitchentown Football Club is vowing to fight plans to build a supermarket on their top field ground and move the club to a new site on the Stephen Road. Three Counties Sports.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: England hosts San Marino tonight in a Euro 2016 qualifier at Wembley. San Marino are the joint lowest-ranked team in the world. Here's England manager Roy Hodgson. It's important that we're taking the game very seriously.
10: The training's been excellent. There's been absolutely no difference that, that I've seen in the in the preparation for this game and the next one as opposed to the last time we got together against Switzerland. And I know that everyone is quite anxious to play.
0: Meanwhile, the FA are considering staging England games away from Wembley from 2018 if they can secure an NFL franchise to be based at the stadium. It's also thought the FA has ruled out Tottenham using Wembley as a temporary home, increasing the chances of a Spurs move to Milton Keynes. Wickham chairman Andrew Howard has admitted that Wasps' move away from Adams Park will have a big impact on the football club's finances and may slow down what he calls the road to recovery, but he says their future relies on being so Self-sufficient. Meanwhile, the Chief Executive of Premiership Rugby has rejected claims that Wasps' move to Coventry is creating a franchise situation. Mark McCafferty also says the Wasps Academy will continue to recruit in the southeast, So that won't impact on the sort of Worcester areas or the East Midlands areas. Um, Wasps will be working from an academy point of view and the developments of young players, uh, the existing territory that they have uh, from when they're based at, uh, at High Wycombe. New Watford head coach Slavisa Jokanovic took his first training session yesterday. Meanwhile, the Hornets have signed defender Sebastian Bassong on loan from Norwich. The 28-year-old former Tottenham centre-half joins until January. And Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock competes for Great Britain in the all-around final at the World Championships in China today. Whitlock is included after an injury to Niall Wilson. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor.
9: I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh no, oh no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh gee,
19: oh gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee.
13: Oh fiddle, oh fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh heck. Oh, heck, he's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread, he's followed by...
5: Gosh, uh, well, <laughs> slightly lacklustre start to the show, but you are making up for it in spades here. We, we really, I mean, we're, we're, let's go through some of the topics that we've got going.
6: Well, I've, me- I've boobed. If you're the engine driver that just rang up, can you ring me back again, please? Oh,
5: the engine driver. We want you to call the engine. I've got to warn you. We are uh, going to be experiencing some very macabre stories throughout the morning. We we will tread as carefully as we can, um, but it it might get a little bit um, adult. And not in the good way, in the grim way. We've already had we've already had a, a plumber that's been involved in two spontaneous combustion and stories. So he says.
6: And by the way, what's going on with plumbers? We've had a plumber that was called in to seal a coffin, and another one to uh, deal with a case of spontaneous human combustion. Uh, two cases of spontaneous human combustion. I thought it was just taps and pipes. Well, uh, uh, uh,
5: uh, listen, if you're a plumber. You have open reign on the show today. You can call in and tell us anything that's happened to you.
6: No wonder it takes ages to nail down a plumber to yeah. come see you because they're busy. They've got they've got hero work to do. And
5: it turns out that 150 pounds per hour and an 85 pounds call out fee is danger money because <laughs> they don't know what they're going to stumble across. So uh, we've started off with what's the biggest thing you've sealed? This is because of this uh, pool lagoon. Uh, it's not a pool lagoon. It's uh, potato peelings. Anyway, it's, it's going to be massive and uh, there is some debate as to whether something that big could be sealed. So we're asking the biggest thing you've sealed. We've already, as we've said, had uh, a plumber who um, was uh, required to seal a coffin that was being sent to Italy. Uh, and so that's the biggest thing we've had so far that then took us on to our s- uh, further things including when has your boss told you uh, to, or get is, to get on with it he didn't want to look at the dead bodies boss said get on with it when has anyone told you to get on with it when has your boss taken the mick because your boss had an important job for you once
6: yeah I'd look after kids. kid Aye.
5: and when have you seen a dead body at work Tread carefully around that one, because we have young ears, but...
6: The other one is, what's your beef with Stevenage? Yeah, have we got any texts on Stevenage? Oh, nasty ones.
5: Oh, blimey. Morning,
6: boss. For the people who live in Stevenage, they call it St. Evanage, or the Jeremy Kyle show, Scott and Luton. That's the second uh, Jeremy Kyle reference we've had in relation to Stevenage.
5: Deary me, that's not... um... We've also been talking about Dad's Army. They're remaking Dad's Army. All morning, we've been trying to get Kyle, uh, who called in the show, on a decent line. Let's keep our fingers crossed now. Morning, Kyle! Morning, boss. You all uh, right? We can hear you. No, sorry about that. What's wrong with your phone, Frank? I mean, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Wand- wandering around the streets of the three campers. Yeah, well, you should You should find yourself a base. Now, uh, oh, oh, what were you going to say, Kyle? First well, of all, the, first of all, but, have you ever seen a dead body at work?
14: Uh, I saw a dead body in a park once, but not but not at work. You
5: weren't at work. OK, well, that that's a calling for another day. Right. Um, uh, has anyone ever told you to get on with it? Uh, my boss plenty of times. Yeah. And has your boss ever taken the mick? Uh, he's never
14: taken the mick, but i have I ever seen a Pooh Lagoon or a Pooh. I've never seen one. <laughs> well
5: it turns out neither of you. We. we was it's not quite the story we were sold yesterday by one of my colleagues. you will get a slap and a forced haircut later on today. But Kyle, <laughs> you've called in about old TV shows. What you got for us, fella? Well,
14: no, the two things was, one, the bloke Colin, is he from Dunstable? Yes. yes. He sounds like the bloke from On The Buses, but not Blakey or Reg Barney, the other
5: one. Oh, the sexy one. Jack, Jack. was he called Jack? Was it I Jack was always, was always having it off with birds? <laughs> that, that was the one, yeah. That but was the one, sounds- wasn't it? He was supposed to be a bit sexy. But he was he really, sounds- he was an fella as well. Yeah, he sounds like him. He properly sounds like him. I don't really remember on the bus. All I remember is, is I'll get you butter! And, and <laughs> Olive. And that's it. That's all I remember. Yeah, they're, they're the only two bits. And then the other bit, because I know you buy your monkey's paraphernalia, don't you? I certainly do, my friend. Yeah, what you got? What,
14: what you selling? Oh, only this week. Only this week. I, uh,
5: all right, you sound like Frank Cybot, now you sound like <laughs> Jimmy Savile. I'll this week. I'll this week. <laughs> Go on. Right, I
14: bought a, I bought a Maplin's uh, outfit, you know, like the yellow coat thing. But <laughs> like they always wore the yellow coats, didn't they? And I bought one because I've always wanted one.
6: Did it come so with shorts or trousers? Are you going to be chinos or shorts with this?
14: Uh, uh, you, you get you, you get pants with it.
6: Pants, white pants.
14: White pants, and uh, yes. And why has it gone quiet now? I'm worried now.
6: We're imagining you in this get-up. <laughs> when are you going to wear this?
14: Uh, just just parading around the house, really. Just can't think of another use
5: for it. Do
6: you know what? I completely understand that. <laughs> This is, this is
5: great, because, OK, I'll, I can confess this now. Um, w- whenever you ever try to dress up like someone from TV and not for a fancy dress party, because I was obsessed with the television programme Lost, and um, there was a, a company that was... Ma- there were the jumpsuits, like worker jumpsuits, were a big thing in, the, in Lost, OK? They, they all wore them. And uh, there was a company that was making these and selling these, and you could get... It looked like it was from the TV programme, and I got my wife to get me one for my birthday. And I wore it three times and I thought, oh, I've got rid of it now. But, uh, but I, I used to walk around the house pretending I was in lost. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you walk around saying, first rule the showbiz spike, never turn your back on an audience. Do you do all that kind of stuff?
14: Uh, well, I'm yet it only arrived this week, so I've yet to fully...
5: Oh, mate, mate. We need a picture. We totally need a photograph. <laughs> you can, you, <laughs> if, you, if you're embarrassed, you can crop your head off. The head's not the important part, it's the body.
14: Right, right, okay. I'll, I'll do. It's not like a Fred Quilly one. It's not like a satin thing. It's just, a, <laughs> just a yellow coat. But Heidi, I was rubbish, wasn't it? No, it was, it was good. It was good.
5: Which bit?
14: Uh, all of it, I quite like. And, and you rang my lord and got to
5: beach Oh, Dad's army was a bit poor. God, how old are you, Kyle? Because you sound like a young man. Yeah, forty. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He's one of us. Yeah, he's one of us. He's an old fella. All right, well, Kyle. Uh, when, yeah. are, when are you next wearing the outfit? Uh, I'll probably put it on at the weekend. Oh. Send us <laughs> so a picture, mate. <laughs> well, no. Thank you very much indeed. This is great. We're on fire this morning. When have you dressed up as someone in a TV show, but not for a fancy dress party?
6: Wicked Queen from uh, Snow White.
5: You do that quite yeah, a lot, don't you?
6: gets results from the kids. It's good. It's, they it's, won't do what I say, but they don't mess with her.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say I had this lost thing and I loved it. It was a little bit tight around the crotch. Um, you didn't need to know that. No,
6: um, you've got a long body, haven't you? A
5: very long body, very, uh, yeah. And, uh, steady. And, um, yeah. Dennis, you ever dressed up as a, a TV character?
16: No, 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 no. Never? No. no not the no, 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 time to get dressed normally.
5: Yeah, OK. All right, well, uh, what have you got for us?
16: I'd say somewhere in the three counties, yeah. there is a bank which has a coffin in the rough rafters. I when I did It might even be old part of Stevenage, I'm not sure.
5: You're saying, hang on a minute, you're saying that Stevenage Bank... Has no, got a coffin in the loft. In the, raft,
16: the rafters. Is there a body in the coffin? i haven't the slightest. I've not been up to look. Well, what, How do you know about this then? Well, there was a programme on the television long ago, and I've just an idea it might be Stephen, but certainly in the three counties. Yeah. Yeah, certainly in the three counties. I so, I have have a to the bank manager, go and see if he's got a coffin in the loft. Well, Somebody deposited the body there. You Blimey.
5: know. It would. It would whiff a little bit, wouldn't it? If there, there can't be a corpse in well, there. Well, I don't
16: know. Depends how long it's been dead. <laughs>
5: It makes a good point, makes a good point.
16: Yes, and incidentally, yes. the um, Home Guard used to be the L.D.V., Look, Duck and Vanish. That's what it was called when it first started. Local Defence Volunteer. What's the
5: big... I bet you've sealed up a few things in your time, Dennis. What's the biggest uh, thing you've ever sealed?
16: No, 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 You've no. never
5: sealed anything?
16: No. You've just, never,
5: in your 94 years of life... Hey, hang
16: on a minute, you've put another four years on
5: there. You've never sealed up anything? Not that I can think of, no. Kath just clicked her fingers.
6: I found something about the uh, legend of Henry Trigg.
5: Oh, yeah, go on. Okay.
6: It's about Stevenage.
5: Oh, go on. This is exciting, isn't it? Brilliant.
6: OK. Uh, in the early 18th century, Henry Trigg was a wealthy grocer living in Stevenage. Yeah. He was also a church warden. Is this to do with the coffin
16: in the roof? Yeah. OK, OK. Ah, oh, God, God, I remembered that.
6: OK, so he saw body snatchers at work. Yeah. The sight had such an effect on Henry that he decided he would take all possible steps to ensure that such a fate did not befall him after his death. So, in his will, Henry bequeathed all his earthly wealth to any friend and relative on one condition that his body must be decently laid there in the recipient's house upon a floor in the Mm. roof. After his death in 1724, his brother, the Reverend Thomas Trigg, took on the responsibility and agreed to fulfill Henry's request. Henry's remains were sealed in a coffin and placed on full view among the rafters of the barn at number 37 High Street. In 1774, the house became the old Castle Inn, but Henry remained in place. In 1831, a new landlord took over. His first task was to inspect the coffin. Henry, he confirmed, was still inside. A further check was made in 1906 when members of the East Hertfordshire Archaeological Society were allowed in. Their report shows the coffin contained about two-thirds of a human skeleton. Mm. It's rumoured that during the First World War, soldiers were stationed in the area and some may have taken home bones as souvenirs or sold some on to locals. The coffin, however, stayed in place and was not totally empty, it seems, because in Uh, 1999... We're getting at the end Okay, Okay, right. In 1999, the new owners, the National Westminster Bank... (gasps) demanded the removal of his bones, and it was reported they were given a proper burial. The now empty coffin remains in place, however, and a blue plaque has been erected to commemorate the story.
16: God, what a memory.
5: What a memory. <laughs> well, you remember him when he was still alive, don't you, Den? Yes, <laughs> Good lad, thank you very much indeed. That's just reminded me, we've got a special uh, co-host coming in for the last hour of tomorrow's show. We have. Who we got? Billy. Billy's coming in. The Mystery of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade, gentlemen. He
6: says he's got more stories.
5: Oh, you weren't here when he phoned up and said how he nearly got shot. Did you hear it?
6: No, I was home, lying in bed and laughing.
5: Brilliant. Billy is Billy is coming in tomorrow, about, about eight o'clock, hopefully, to host, uh, co host the last hour of the show. Dennis, great call, thank you. 08459 455555.
4: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Buckingham on the A421, looking very slow at the moment between the A413 and London Road. In Milton Keynes, is on Standing Way at Newport Road, some roadworks taking place, slowing things down at the moment. The A1M, rather slow, heading southbound, just around Junction 7 for the A602. And also the A41's looking quite heavy at the moment between the Hempstead turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself, very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40, and the M40 is looking heavy on camera uh, from the Denham roundabout to the M25. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much. Right, 746. It's Thursday, the 9th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire villagers have criticized a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. Homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks, and Hitchin Town Football Club is vowing to fight plans to build a supermarket on the top field ground and move to the, the club to a new site. We'll have more on that in a little bit. But before that, let's get the weather. <laughs>
19: Hello there. Well, we've got a fairly bright start to the day and a mixture of sunshine and showers, but pretty, pretty blustery as well with southwesterly winds. Some of those showers are going to be fairly heavy as well, perhaps with some hail and thunder with highs of 17 degrees Celsius. and Less in the way of showers through the night and the winds drop off a little as well. It should be fairly clear with lows of 9 degrees Celsius. until we start again tomorrow, so another bright start to the day. Slightly lighter winds, but still fairly breezy and uh, we'll have cloud increasing through the day, but still, some brighter spells in between the showers though they should be fewer and further between most of them will be in the afternoon and some of them will still be quite heavy though with highs of 17 degrees celsius now over the weekend the winds pretty much drop off altogether by the end of the weekend at least and it continues with sunshine and showers but a bit of a frosty start to sunday and then a very calm start to next week before it becomes unsettled again from wednesday onwards that's your latest forecast Every weekday from three.
2: Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story?
18: Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the
14: press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. It's Ken and got it right. There is nope. a responsibility
13: when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much my carer's allowance goes up by every April? Two when pounds. You tax year changes? Two
2: quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair to target people on benefits? No. Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: 08459 oh, double five five double five. After a slow start, I think we finally kicked into gear. Uh, Some of the, uh, we were talking about Ebola, forget that I mean you can call in about that if you want Uh, What have we got uh, up uh, for you to look at, so to speak The biggest thing you've ever sealed Uh, When has your boss uh, taken the mick When has someone told you to get on with it Ever seen a dead body at work And plumbers, it turns out plumbers really do lead um, quite exciting lives If you're a plumber, you can just give us a call and tell us about plumbing Turns out you're really exciting, 08459 455 555. And have you ever dressed up as a television character, but not for a fancy dress party? Now, Scott has tweeted me a picture of him dressed up as B.A. Baracus, Mr. T. And I will retweet that picture because it's brilliant. He's wearing a weird B.A. mask, but he was a kid when he did it. And I won't accept that because kids are dressing up all the time. The Spider-Man lives near me, apparently. I see him walking out with his mum nearly every week. So it doesn't, it doesn't count if you're a kid. You've got to be an adult. When have you dressed up as someone from television and not for a fancy dress party? 08 459 455 555 is the telephone number uh, if you want to uh, give us a call on that. You can also... Well, um, oh, we're desperately trying to find people who uh, have got nice things to say about Stevenage. Has anybody got a nice thing to say about Stevenage? Justin we'll talk about the football club in a minute but mm. um we're just getting up our next guest but uh you went to
20: Stevenage. People aren't keen on it, are they? No, the uh, The home of our big tour. We're there every single day this week. I was there yesterday. Um, I gave our listeners uh, a bit of a history lesson yeah. in Stevenage, what it's famous for. Then we asked the people on the street what they loved about their town, and the best thing they gave us was the road network, i.e. the way out. You get quick access. Yeah. Uh, well, we,
5: we've, we've not had anybody phoning it, lots of rude texts, comparing it with the Jeremy Kyle show,
20: <laughs> which is not great. It's not great. I mean, uh, to be fair, we could have played that package this morning and left it at that and moved on. Mm. Uh, we're trying to be fair here. If you live in Stevenage, I was there yesterday, nobody had a decent word to say about the town. If you live there, just come on and tell us what's so great about Stevenage. There's got to be one thing, There's surely. There's
5: something. We'll, we'll, we'll do that and we'll play your package again uh, later on. It made me laugh so much. I don't know if it was meant to. Uh, It was a serious package. Oh, in that case, I'm very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It made me. We'll play that before. But the reason we got you on now, Hitchin Town Football Club, uh, met some of its supporters, sponsors, and local businesses last night to see if they're prepared to fight for the club's future at its top field ground. Well, football dates back to the site uh, well into the 1870s, and that's the driving force behind the club's determination to remain there and prevent a proposed supermarket development for the site uh, basically Tesco want to buy it and build a Tesco there and move the club somewhere else that's, mm, that's right mm, isn't it just in layman's terms yes Yeah, you, you've been speaking to the people of Hitchin You know football's not my thing. I don't Mm. get the passion around it, but what have people
20: been saying? Well, um, I'm surprised, actually. It was certainly one-way traffic uh, with opinions in Hitchin this morning. I've been asking people, the football club or supermarket, what would they prefer where they live? Here's what people had to say. Well, Anne, how would you feel if the football ground was replaced with a supermarket?
17: We've got enough supermarkets in Hitchin anyway. And I think it's wrong because you've got all the old gentlemen that's been there for years and years and years and they're going to have to go and find somewhere else to go. I mean, they would get a
20: new ground, but, but you think the history, I mean, for, for history's sake, it should stay there?
17: Yeah, it should stay there. It should stay there because of the people that have been going there for years and years and years, have not they?
20: Well, John, as, as a local, how would you feel if, if Topfield was to go, uh, the football ground, and it was replaced by a Tesco's?
10: Very disappointed. Um, we've been watching and playing for Hitchin for all our lives. and It's a great little club. All right, the ground might need updating a bit, but it's, it's where Hitchin Town Football Club play. It always has been, and that's where we always want it to stay.
20: So, obviously, you're very passionate about the football club, yeah, but, yeah. but what about an extra supermarket? Do you need that
10: anyway here in Hitchin? No, we don't, definitely not. There's too many now. They're just taking over the town. Well, I think it'd be a shame it was, because I think they've got enough in the town now. They've got Sainsbury's, White Rose You've got all the others, they've already got a Tesco by the railway
20: station. Mm. So there's enough here already. There's certainly not a demand for another supermarket
10: here in Hitchin as far as you're concerned. No, I don't think there is. Because there's, well, you haven't got to go more than 100 yards before you find a food outlet.
20: So much opinion about this locally. Juliet. what's your thoughts on this?
19: Well, Tesco's take over everything and we don't need them here. We've got loads of supermarkets and it's a community facility having the
13: footballs um, there. So there's no need. Nobody wants it.
20: Really surprised. I thought most people would want a supermarket. But coming here today, everyone seems to be saying exactly the same thing as you.
19: Well, exactly, because we're a nice small market town. We're doing very well, thank you. Don't need Mr Tesco's here at all.
5: Justin, thank you for that. It seems pretty clear-cut from those opinions. We can talk now to Hitchin Town's Chief Executive, Andy Melvin, who attended a public meeting to drum up support for the club last night. Andy, must be um, quite warming to
23: hear those views. Yeah, absolutely, as well as the, uh, the views of the people last night saying the same things.
5: So so what? what is the position? Do, do you have the final say? Who owns the land and who makes the decision ultimately?
23: Well, the land is held on trust and the trustees have decided to sign an agreement with the developer to allow the developer to uh, build a supermarket on top field and, uh, and relocate the football club to the edge of town.
5: So is that it? Is that, that, what, what can you do then? If they've made that decision...
23: Well... <laughs> This is right. What would have been nice is if they'd have had a public consultation before they made that decision and signed that agreement. That would have been the decent thing to do. And obviously, um, you know, you can see what people are Mm. saying. It wouldn't have happened. But, of course, now the developer, is not really going to be too interested in whether the people want a supermarket there or a football club somewhere else. And uh, he will put his plans in.
5: So if the plans get the thumbs up from the council to build another supermarket there, is that it then? Is, 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 it's, it's done and dusted, there's nothing more you can do?
23: Well, in, in, in the way you put it, yes. Um, it's unlikely that the um, planning authority will grant planning permission in the first instance. What will probably happen, it be refused and he go for an appeal. And that's where I'm concerned, because mm. at the appeal stage he will line up barristers and experts and God knows what. And obviously we need to be in a position to defend that, which will cost some serious money. So we're looking to set up a fighting fund to do that.
5: Ex- Listen, I'm not a football person. I don't get it. But explain why Topfield is so important to you.
23: Well, obviously, as one of the ladies just said, it's a market town. It's an old town. It's also the second oldest football club in the world. And it's played at Topfield for well over 100 years. It's our 150th anniversary next year. And, um, you know, in little towns like Kitchen, 30,000 population, it's a very important asset to the town. We take kids off the street, we coach them. Um, you know, they land up hopefully playing for the first team and uh, you tend to find that when children get involved in team games, whether it be rugby, netball, football, hockey or whatever, they tend to um, look after themselves and keep out of trouble.
5: You would get a brand new stadium though, wouldn't you?
23: Well, that's the proposal. We haven't been offered anything. Oh. We've been told that, we'd, that we'd be, a new stadium would be, would be built and we would be able to use it. Um so again with the, the, the details are very vague
5: must be very frustrating i can hear the the, the disappointment in your voice.
23: Well, I'm not so disappointed because we've just signed a 25-year lease with a five-year break, and he has to get planning permission in this period. And I think that the I'm very excited by the uh, and encouraged by the um, response of the general public, especially last night, and obviously hearing those views this morning. Because I haven't heard anybody who actually wants a Tesco superstore at Topfield and who actually wants to relocate the football club. So once we can put this to bed, they will ask the football club to actually, you know, uh, put our own plans into effect and. Uh, we are entitled to certain grants with that particular length of lease and so hopefully we can um, rebuild the club what,
5: what plans have you got Andy? What, if you stay there what would you like to be doing with it?
23: Well if you've had a, if you, you know, obviously it needs a lot of work, it needs new floodlights, it needs a new bar, it needs new change rooms these are the sort of things that we've been trying to, trying to achieve for many many years but we've always been um, prevented to, um, from doing so because the, the length of our lease has always been running out
5: Andy, listen, I, I'm sure, I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure we'll speak again at some point as this uh, story progresses. Hitchin Town's Chief Executive, Andy Melvin.
2: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Here comes
2: Cass! What's this? What's that?
5: What? Is, is there a water shortage? Nick Jonathan's what? His water?
6: I to refill the kettle.
5: Oh, for goodness sakes. He won't, he won't begrudge me. A dying man, a glass of water? Would he? He might do, actually. Oh, thank you very much. And, and look, it's a chamomile cup of tea. A chamomile cup of tea, because I'm giving up coffee. I've got, I'm not doing the cold turkey coffee giving up, because I, I tried yesterday. Flippin' heck... Oh my head and then I woke up this morning it felt like someone was uh, was pinching my eyes with uh, between two ends of bee stings it was awful you're doing all right
6: yep. After that initial, I mean, flipping out, at the end of that show last yesterday, I didn't think I was going to be able to carry on.
5: Yeah, you were right, pain in the bum.
6: So I had half a cup of a half a cup of coffee. Yeah, and then didn't want any more, and I haven't had any since. What are you drinking now? Uh, uh, raspberry, strawberry, and loganberry. Oh, I don't like that if nonsense. If you don't mind,
5: I'm going to get back on the red bush. That's what I need. Oh
6: no, that smells like um, dishwater. No, it
5: doesn't, mate. It's horrible. No, I'm, I'm going to get. I'm going to treat myself to a nice little box of red bush, and bring it in tomorrow,
4: and you can make that for me. You're very welcome. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio is looking very heavy at the moment on the A5 heading southbound between Dunstable Road and Lynch Hill the A41 in Kings Langley very heavy on the sensors at the moment between the Hemel turn off and Junction 20 for the M25 the M25 itself very slow moving between Junction 21A for St Albans and Junction 19 at Watford and the M25 heading clockwise there's a lane closed at the moment between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey and Junction 27 for the M11 due to an accident that's happened there and the M4 He's looking heavy on camera between the Denham roundabout to the M25 Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Nicola So coming up What's the
5: biggest thing you've sealed? Ever seen a dead body at work? When has your boss taken the mick? When has someone said get on with it? And what's your beef with Stevenage? Oh, it's busy isn't it?
0: It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Harvardshire villagers oppose food waste lagoon. Award-winning homes in Milton Keynes are leaking. An actor praises Bletchley Park hero. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. The villagers in Cuffley and Northall are opposing proposals to extend the food recycling plant, which will be considered by Harts County Council next month. Developer Adrian Williams admits it will save money, but says residents fear are unfounded.
10: If they're saying it's an an open stake of rotten soup that's completely the wrong end of the stick because it is going to be built by a recognised lagoon contractor. The sealed lagoons I have a 20-year life cycle. It seems to be a, a good solution of a way to go forward.
0: Homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. Householders on the Oxley Woods estate have filed claims for water damage. Barbara Swan lives there.
17: Taylor Wimpy started to do investigations in uh, towards the back end of last year because people had had other problems and discovered that in fact water had been getting into the structure. The, 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 the houses are built from prefabricated timber panels and water was actually getting into the structure which wasn't actually um, evident from inside the houses.
0: The Chief Inspector of Adult Social Care for England's health regulator has said there's too much awful care in residential homes. Andrea Sutcliffe of the Care Quality Commission made the comment as a new rating system for services is introduced. The government is coming under increasing pressure to introduce restrictions at airports, ports and railway stations to prevent the spread of Ebola. The chairman of the Home Affairs Select Committee, the Labour MP, Keith Vaz, says an immediate response to the crisis is needed. To give the public real confidence in the system. There needs to be screening at our airports.
14: Our immigration officials do a very, very difficult job. In
0: Heathrow's case, millions of passengers coming in every year. They're really not trained to be health officials. The actor Benedict Cumberbatch says the Bletchley Park codebreaker, Alan Turing, was a hero who people need to learn about. Cumberbatch plays Turing in the Imitation Game, which premiered last night at the London Film Festival.
1: You want people to be able to come and see your work and and hopefully broaden the appreciation and understanding of this extraordinary wronged man. He really was a hero and a national hero. He should be on the cover of history books and science books and, and celebrated for what he was, how he lived his life and what he achieved in his life.
0: Hitchin Town Football Club is vowing to fight plans to build a supermarket on their top field ground and move the club to a new site on the Stevenage Road. A public meeting was held at the club last night. Police in Hertfordshire have reported a van driver for going too slowly on the M1 this morning. Officers spotted the vehicle doing just 19 miles per hour near Hemel Hempstead. They say they've ruled out drink or drugs as a cause and have reported the driver for driving without due care. In Sport, England hosts San Marino tonight in a Euro 2016 quality fire at Wembley. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and showers, which could be heavy and thundery with a risk of hail. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
7: It's full of lots of green spaces, lots of parks, lots of things for people to do.
4: All this week, we're exploring Stevenage. Do enjoy the old town. It does have a historic atmosphere to it.
2: Telling everyone about Wembley. Where you live.
17: Our town motto is the heart of a town lies in its people. If we didn't have the people, we wouldn't have this fantastic town.
2: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: What a great idea. A shoe built on blocks. I'll call them blocker boots. We'll sell a million. Blocker boots, blocker boots.
5: Very lacklustre start this morning, primarily because I'm jonesing for a cough. I'm desperate for a coffee, but but but. Perked up a little bit. Perks, percolation. Oh, coffee! Oh, sorry, Stop coffee. thinking
6: about it. Oh.
5: Uh, and it turns out this is turning into be a humdinger of a show, primarily because of the rise of the plumbers. You plumbers have, have seen and done things that we could only dream of.
6: So let's just remind people of what the two plumbers we've spoken to so far <laughs> do alongside their pipework.
5: When they're not um, playing with stopcocks, they're um, looking at corpses.
6: Well, yeah, one of them had to seal a coffin, another one had to deal with two incidences of spontaneous human combustion. A thing that
5: I thought was mythical and didn't actually exist, yet he's seen it twice and he's a plumber and he reckons the fireman, who he was with, sees it almost every other day. (laughs) So why is it not in the papers more for goodness sakes? So this is what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about a smelly lake and yeah, we're talking about leaky houses. That's fine. We've got that. That's in the bag. We're doing that. That's definite. The stuff that's not so definite is the stuff that we require you to help us with. So the biggest thing you've ever sealed. What else is there?
6: Uh, times, Times your boss has told you or someone has told you to just get on with it times your boss has taken the mickey. Ever seen a dead
5: body at work? And have you ever, after Kyle eventually got through on a good line, he dresses up as uh, the cast of Heidi High, have you ever dressed up as someone from a television show not for a fancy dress party, but simply to wear around the house?
6: I've been sent some photos. We
5: will have some of those in a minute.
6: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. wait. By the way, anyone can call today. Yesterday
5: was new callers only. Thank you for that. Anyone can call today. Today we're not fussy. 08459 four double five five double five. What photos have you been sent?
6: Fred and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Oh, really? It's two girls. Oh. This is me and my bestie, Becky Daly, dressed as Fred and Daphne from Scooby-Doo. I was meant to be going to a fancy dress 40th, but my friends turned up so, to surprise me for my birthday instead. I was so disappointed I couldn't wear my outfit that we decided to dress up at home.
5: Because you dress up like Velma quite a lot. Uh. Oh, is that not uh, what your The orange dress, the hair, the glasses, the slightly butch attitude?
6: All right, Shaggy, I get the idea.
5: 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call <laughs> on any of those things. Shaggy. Now, green campaigners in Hertfordshire are opposing a farmer's plans to create what is effectively a lake of rotten soup. I'll have a look at that picture in a minute. The Save Cuffley and Northall Greenbelt Group are accusing the people behind the food recycling plant of switching the goalposts, saying the original plans talked about sealed storage containers rather than a reservoir of slop. We can speak now to Professor Chris Coggins, a resource and waste consultant based in Luton. Uh, I'm guessing that many people consider these to be the way forward, Chris.
21: Well, anaerobic digestion is part of government policy to promote uh, renewable energy, Um, but I think because of the number being built at the moment um, and the ones in going through planning, there is some concern over security of the feedstock. So I think one of the issues with um, uh, commercial viability of a plant like this is what are the feedstock sources and what's the security of those feedstocks over the next... What do you
5: mean by the feedstock, Professor?
21: Uh, The food waste. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know, in the sense that the, as I understand it, I've looked at the um, Hertfordshire County Council Development Control Committee uh, planning minutes in January 2012, and I doubt that it's going to use uh, food waste brought in by Laurie. Um, now, obviously, super- that could mean supermarkets, it could mean local authorities, it could mean the processing, the food processing industry.
5: There's a suggest- some of the campaigners are worried this might be toxic.
21: It's unlikely to be toxic, but obviously needs to be managed carefully, and obviously at the end of the day, the, um, the proposal and the, um, the planning committee minutes that I've seen suggest that the, um, the buildings will be properly uh, constructed, they'll be properly uh, controlled in terms of emissions, and in the original proposal, the intention was to store the, the, the liquid the liquid um, material from the digested process in sealed containers. Mm. Um, Now, that is probably what I would regard as best practice in the industry. Um, To change the proposal to uh, create a lagoon is perhaps not best practice and perhaps needs to be considered again by the planning uh, committee. Why is
5: the lagoon not such a good idea? Well, again, there's the question of the integrity of the lagoon structure.
21: Oh. It's going to be uh, supposedly with a, uh, a plastic liner, with a, an earth bund to contain it, and a plastic cover. Now, the issue is how, integri- how in- integral will that be? Mm. And what's the integrity in terms of pot- potential groundwater pollution oh, and also odours?
5: So it could be a little bit stinky.
21: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I've noticed is that... Um, attached to the original application. And whilst it talks about a a digestive management plan, there's no mention of an odour management plan. Mm. Now, if the original proposal was to have these um, sealed, enclosed tanks then that's more likely to be able to control odours. I suspect it might be more difficult, and there are examples elsewhere in the country where lagoons to store the liquor have been associated with odour problems.
5: Chris, I appreciate your time. Uh, That was Professor Chris Coggins. This is BBC Three Counties Radio, the home of the big
2: hits. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Here she come now, singing, come on, money.
5: It. It's Dave from Luton. Good morning, Shaggy. Good morning, my love. Thank yeah. you for last night, Dave. Pardon? What have you got for us?
12: Um, this morning, well, yesterday, it was new callers only, please. Yes, that's correct. Boy, what great right. callers we
5: had. We had some yeah, brilliant uh, callers.
12: Listen, today, it's anyone can call... Which we're lowering the standard. Even, even
5: you today today. No, yeah.
12: Excuse me, excuse me. Riffraff. Um, excuse me, are you saying that Dennis riff-raps. Luton, Joyce of Lut Leegrave, Matt, myself and other regulars were all riffraff? Yes. Um, you're talking about dead bodies.
5: Have you At just accepted just accepted the point of riffraff, have you? No, you're moving no. on. No, 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 you're gonna tie the two together uh, like Colombo. Okay, me. away you go. Yeah. 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 You're talking about dead bodies at work. Here we go. I, I can't expect no, to know where this is going. One. Yes, yes. No, I'll never... Here we go. I,
12: could, I will see one... Yes, when you come... Three Counties Radio okay. very soon. That's a threat to murder me.
5: You're threatening yes. to murder me, yeah? Yes. All right, yes. so you are threatening... Yes, You're actually radio. threatening to murder me. You know yes. this is being broadcast and being listened to by at least 16 people?
12: 16? Well, I'm glad you said sixteen people. You know that's the rating
5: that you've got, is it now? So, just c- Catherine, can we clip Dave? Can you just say nice and clearly? My yes. name is Dave from Luton, and yes. I have murdered Ian Lee. Away you go. I'm going to murder him. Yes. Just say say that then. Because he's calling me a no. riff raff. Say it. Now, say no, it.
6: No, you don't need to know about the motive. Say you just it. need to know your confession. Yeah,
12: yeah. The riff raff. Calling us a riff raff. No, just say it then. No, well, I'll, I'll, I'll come down there. And be, I'll see a dead body.
5: A free carriage radio, Mister Ian Lee. I want you to say, "I've murdered Ian Lee." No, I haven't murdered you yet. I'm, I'm going to. So, you're, so say my name is Dave from Luton. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. Hey, as a police
12: officer, can I hear the can I hear the sirens going?
5: No, you can just hear yeah, the sound you of call your me, you, you, call just...
12: riff, you called me a You call a riff raff. You don't even know what a riff raff is. Yeah,
5: I do. What is it then? But People like you But no, you can't That's not an answer, is it, David? But it is Ian <laughs> Dave, you, what you can hear is the sound of you being cut off Am I? Oh, wait, four, five, nine <clears throat> four Doesn't double five. he
6: realise we're followed by, like, the traffic cops
5: Yeah, the cops listen to us, man David, uh, David Lloyds Yeah uh, um, Ollie Martins Yeah Colette Paul Yeah They're all
6: listening to this now Sh- Colette Paul choked on her cornflakes <laughs> when she heard that
5: Yeah, exactly a uh, uh, police conflicts. they are um, they are different from n- normal conflicts.
6: She's making some calls.
5: Yeah, she's making some calls. Um, who's she calling?
6: Her squad.
5: Actually, I don't think. Technically, I don't think she listens. She but t- that will be—that will be—it will have been monitored by MI5.
6: Yeah, definitely, they—they they listen.
5: Oh wait, double five five double five is the telephone number. Should you wish to um, give us uh, a call, I've never seen a dead body at work, but <clears throat> many years ago. Let's say I was 17. I was something like that. I went to, uh, went to my aunt's house. My aunt is a solicitor. And my aunt is a solicitor. I was on my train of thought for a second. My aunt is a solicitor. And my, they all, my family went out and I stayed at home. She says, you watch the telly, do what you want. i watched watch the telly. And I found a video. Oh. A blank, uh, blank video. But then I thought, well, I'll have some of that. I'll watch some of that. And I put the video in, and it was a home movie walking through someone's house. Went through the front door. Up the stairs. Along the hallway, into the bedroom, and there on the bed, dead body.
6: It's a police video. It was
5: a police video. I have never felt so uncomfortable in my life, apart from now. Apart from the uncomfortable feeling I'm feeling now.
6: Ah, Time request though, blank videos at someone else's house. I uh, know, it could Socialist. have been my
5: aunt. Oh dear, no thank you. 08459-455-555.
4: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M, rather heavy moving heading southbound just around junction 7 for the A602. The A414 is looking rather busy just at the Park Street roundabouts. Taking a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and junction 16, at the M40. The A41's looking heavy um, just between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and junction 20 for the M25. The M40 very heavy on camera heading northbound between the Denham roundabouts to the M25. And so far, looking at the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
5: you very much, Nicola, on form this morning. 8.16, it is Thursday the 9th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hertfordshire villagers have criticised a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. Hitchin Town Football Club is vowing to fight plans to build a supermarket on the top field ground and move the club to a new site. And homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for
2: leaks. Three Counties Radio.
3: Dun. What you got? Got? Oh well, gosh, you're B- doing me before the trail. Busy show this morning. Yes, gosh, right. Okay. Busy show. Coming up on this morning's big yes. phone in. What would you do to make care homes better? You'll have some suggestions for this, I'm fairly sure. The Chief Inspector of Adult Social Care at the CQC has told the BBC too much awful care is happening in care homes across England. And this morning, the Care Quality Commission will publish new plans on how it will regulate, inspect and rate care homes. Key to these plans will be the mum test. Would I want to send my mum there? And if not, something needs to change. To ensure standards are upheld, trained members of the public will inspect care homes unannounced to make sure they're safe, caring and effective, and responsive to the needs of the residents. Mm. Your mum's in a care home, isn't Mm -hmm. she? Mm. What one thing would you do if you had to do one thing to make it better? Pay the carers a lot more money. Really? Yeah, definitely. That would make a difference, would it? It would make a significant difference, I think. Do you think that they don't perhaps care as much as they could then because they're, they're not paid enough?
5: Uh, I think that would give them more of an incentive to do it. They do a really horrible job. They do things that you and I, know, <coughs> you know, they do horrible, horrible things and they get paid a pittance. Mm. Uh, and I think if they were, the care my mum is in, is we've had very few problems, it's pretty
3: good. Uh, but I think if they were paid more, it would attract, I think, better people to the job. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, from Nine this morning, we're going to debate this. What would you do to make care homes better? If you have a view or an experience to share, I'd love your call on 08459 555 from Nine. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
7: It's full of lots of green spaces, lots of parks, lots of things
11: for people to do.
2: I never really thought about leaving. Bought my houses here and that's it. All this week, we're exploring Stevenage.
11: I've never found anywhere that has just so much to offer
4: enjoy the old town it does have a historic atmosphere to it
2: telling everyone about where you live a beautiful local place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area the parks and the gardens are fantastic it's
13: very clean it's very friendly
2: the big tour of beds hearts and bucks our town
17: motto is the heart of a town lies in its people if we didn't have the people we wouldn't have this fantastic town
2: from bbc three right. counties radio okay so that's that's the that's the people of stevenage
5: saying great things about stevenage i'm assuming they're the people of Stevenage, saying great things about Stevenage, because when Justin went out, he couldn't find anybody to say anything decent about Stevenage. Alice, have you ever been to Stevenage? Yeah, I
7: did the outreach, and they were pretty, they were, I mean, a mixed bag. Gosh. There was some positivity, you know?
5: Okay, how many people did you have to speak to, to get those five saying good things? Well
7: I mean more than more than
5: five. Right. It'd be great it'd be great and I know you can't, but I would love I would pay top dollar to hear a trail, one of those trails where people go, Yeah, it's rubbish (laughs) Stevenage, the home of the big tour I hate it. It's like Jeremy Kyle here.
7: Everywhere
5: is a mixed bag. A mi- uh, Catherine, please tell me we've had some texts bigging up Stevenage. Please, <laughs> because we have been struggling this morning and I don't like to knock... Pl- I, I quite like Stevenage. I've only been to my friend Paul's house. It's very nice. He's got a snooker table.
7: Oh, Yeah, I know. Maybe if I said that when we were on... If I'd known that... Yeah. Then I could have... You know, told, reminded people.
5: He like makes that. a good fried egg sandwich as well. Excellent. Oh, sorry. Hello.
6: I've got an observation about Stevenage. It's not a criticism. Okay.
5: Okay. I well, that's, that's positive. That's moving in the right direction. Yes.
6: Uh, Steve, every time I've been to Stevenage, it's rained. It's like a microclimate.
5: That's a great thing. That's rain that's is great. Farmers need rain.
6: Uh, and the best thing about Stevenage here is here we go. Here we go. The view of it through my rear view mirror. Oh, well, that's. Nick and Hitchin. I,
5: that could be turned into a positive. It looks nice in reverse. Oh, here's a comp. Yeah. Yes.
6: Mark in Bedford. One good thing about Stevenage, it's not Luton.
5: Okay. I mean, th- these compliments, you really do have to do a lot of Alistair Campbelling to, uh, to make them actually compliments, don't you? It, it, uh, come on, guys. The last 40 minutes of the show. We'll play Justin's uh, piece again a little bit later on. There must be someone who likes Stevenage.
6: There must be. What's special about Stevenage? Oh,
5: 08459 five, 455 double, 555 double, is the telephone number. Now. Homes on a newly built, award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. The National House Building Council says householders on the Oxleywood Estate had filed claims for water damage. Well, residents say they love the houses, but not necessarily the way they were built in 2007. Roger Bisbee is a journalist from Professional Builder magazine. Uh, Roger, what do you think? These homes have flat roofs. My mum always told me, never buy a house with a flat roof.
24: Yeah, I think your mum was probably right. Quite honestly, you can do things to stop water. Coming in flat roofs, but it's a question of time. I mean, some of them are only guaranteed for about 20 years, and if you buy a house and you pay £300,000 for a house, and you've got a 20-year guarantee on your roof, then before you've even started to pay off the mortgage, you're, you're into major repairs, which uh, I think is nonsense, really.
5: And also, these homes are built in three days. Now, I know prefabs, part of the charm is that they're, they're so quick to knock mm-hmm. up, but three days sounds... Very yeah. economical.
24: I mean, in, in theory, there shouldn't be anything wrong with getting a factory-built house, bringing it to site and erecting it and people moving in with within a few weeks or whatever. But I, I think that, you know, they've gone away from basic principles here. You know, we all understand a house having a pitch roof, an overhang so that it protects the walls and the windows, and a gutter to take the rainwater away. And if you look at these houses, they've got none of that. You know, you've got houses around the world which have followed this basic design principle and then somebody comes along very clever architect comes along and says hang on we don't need any of this we don't need any rainwater pipes on the outside all the rainwater is taken through the building that the, all the water runs down the edge of the building there's nothing to shed it away and you start thinking well especially with the rain we had at the beginning of this year mm. that something's got to give there you know you're relying on seals and you know things expand and contract and you get frost and all the rest of it we all know that water gets in uh, and
5: they're made out of timber. That shouldn't make a difference, should it?
24: Uh, well, it, if timber's kept dry, it's right. fine. Yeah. And of course, as soon as you get a little bit of water in it, and masonry can take, we all know we've seen houses with rising damp which are hundreds of years old, and, and masonry will take a bit of water, it'll evaporate out, and that can go on for a long time. It's unpleasant, it's not nice, but the, the house won't fall down. Of course, as soon as you get water into timber, it expands, it contracts, it rots, and some of these panels are not stored that well on site. That's another thing that, that if you go around to an average building site, you can see panels lying around in the rain. The guys are intending to put them up, then they go off and do something else. And and, and if the water starts to get in, these, these panels will expand and contract, and then all the seals around the edges for the windows and everything else Will start to break down.
5: And Roger, these I'm I, I, I'm quite naive when it comes to uh, homes. These homes have won awards. What kind of awards are well, going on? Is, are there, yeah. is there an awards ceremony that happens? Yeah,
24: all the time, all the time. Architects are out there to impress other architects, not right. not to not to serve the customer as such. I yeah, I really believe that they all they're all in the same sort of clique, and and they all go to these awards and they all applaud each other and walk away with big fancy bits of glass. And quite honestly, that's what they're after. That seems to be. What everything's about, you know, as I say, you go away from basic ideas, you try and impress somebody, you think, oh, hang on, we can do everything differently
9: here.
24: Yeah. And I've got to admit, they look fantastic. I mean, they do look exciting and different. And, you know, when you... you But they don't work. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah. I think, you know, when you're sitting in a house and the water's coming through... No matter how exciting or attractive it looks. And I feel really sorry for these people because they're, they're now sitting in houses which they have no prospect of selling in the near future. Oh,
5: yeah, no one's going to want to touch them, are they?
24: Well, that's exactly it. Until until this problem's solved, and it's going to take years to solve because now the lawyers are involved. You know, some of these people can't even find. I mean, the other thing is that you expect to get a guarantee on a house, you know, a 10-year guarantee and then when you see people running away from that uh, or, you know not I mean I'm not saying they don't honour the commitment as such but there are so many loopholes in it you know major structural defects after three years aren't necessarily covered all this kind of thing you think hang on what did I pay for here yeah. You get more on a car now. I mean, it's ridiculous,
5: you know. Roger, listen, I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. I I know architects. He makes a good point. Architects want to impress other architects. That's an excellent way of putting it.
6: They're kind of amusing themselves, are they? Yeah,
5: look how clever I am. Look what I can do with this piece of steel and glass. That is, he makes a very good point.
6: I've got to admit, I'd be very worried about living in a house that had been built in three days.
5: But then, you know, prefabs, a lot of prefabs whacked up in the 50s and a lot of them are still around. But
6: not just for fun. There was dire need for them.
5: Yeah, well, hang on. There's, there's Is it
6: just because di- we can do it?
5: Well, there's dire need for housing now. Why don't we whack up a load of old-fashioned prefabs? I mean, they're not the best-looking places in the world. But, uh, we, hey, guys, we need we need cheap homes, don't we? Is that the way to do it? Don't
6: we need good, sturdy homes that are going to last years?
5: Oh, Catherine, you old Victorian romantic, you. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. We've got a massive crack in our kitchen. Have you? Yeah, big crack goes from um, the window... It's like really high up along the wall, round a corner. There's a builder going in today to have a look at it. That's going
6: to cost a fortune,
5: I reckon. I've Only been there 18 months, guys. Can you not just polyfill it? Well, or, yeah, yeah, put a picture over it. Yeah. If, don't look a at pic- it. if you don't know, I mean, as far as I'm aware, when, you, when we push the wall, it doesn't wobble. Yeah. So um, it my, should be fine. My
6: kitchen floor's got a bit of a dip I in it.
5: Yeah. So of yeah. yeah.
6: I've had floors rot before. Rotting floor? Well, you know, sometimes if there's a leak. There isn't a leak. I keep checking for leaks, but it certainly is dipping. And hey, I don't want to pull the lino up. When
5: I lived in a flat in uh, when I was at college, right, in my second year, I lived in a nice flat with uh, Steve and Darren, and uh, I'll tell you about them, I won't. Uh, and, uh, we they sw- sound
6: like fun guys. They
5: were fun guys. Uh, they were fun guys. Dar- uh, um, the, the, we swapped bedrooms, okay, each term or something. There was a pain in the backside. And the term I had the smallest bedroom, smallest bedroom, and this only happened when I was there, one night I woke up, and there was like a puddle on the floor, like a proper puddle. You, you tried it and it would splash, right? And I mopped it up and it would just keep coming back. It was water. It wasn't wee-wee or anything. <laughs> all right, Alice. She's been she a student. She knows what it's all about. My friend Simon once got so drunk, shotgunning a, a big can of lager, that he um, thought his new stereo was um, was a toilet and he oh. urinated all over his nads. What,
6: what, oh <laughs> Men do that.
5: It's the, name of the, it's the name of the stereo, nads. High quality, high-end stereo, Alice. So he just did a wee and it went, it went all over his nads. So this puddle kept appearing for like three months And then it mysteriously disappeared Explain that
7: Stop raining There was no no leak Maybe one of the fun guys was playing a trick on you
5: If it was, I'm going to kill them Speaking uh, of killings, don't forget this was uttered today. I'm going to murder Ian Lee. There we go. Now, just uh, uh, can I just say, if I do get murdered, let's hope it doesn't happen. But if it does, as long as it's recorded for television or radio, and I win an award, less of an inconvenience. Just make sure that this is played. I'm going to murder Ian Lee in court. And this bit of me talking now is played in court, and you're all crying. Make sure you're both crying in court when you hear this. I'll be
6: crying tears of joy because I won't be prime suspect. Naturally, I would be, wouldn't I? But that there is just uh, taking me right off the hook. taking the heat off,
5: okay. Are you gonna murder me? <sighs> no.
6: Probably C- could not. Could
5: you say I'm gonna murder Ian Lee? No. Say it? No. I won't clip it.
6: No. Yes. no. Just say it? No. Just
5: say it? No. I won't clip it. No. Just say it? No. I won't clip it? No. Just say it? No. Just say it? No. Just say it? No. I won't clip it? Just say it? No. I won't clip it? <sighs> just say it? No. Just say it. No. Just say it. No. Just say it. Just say
4: it. Three counties. I won't clip it. Hi, OK. How are you? Just say it. No. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio. Moving at the moment on the A1 heading southbound between the Kimbolton turn off and the Black Cat roundabouts. Take a look in Park Street very slow on the A414 um, at the Park Street roundabouts and also the A41 North Western Avenue, rather heavy at the moment heading southbound just at the Dome roundabouts. And on the M25 heading anti-clockwise there's a lane closed at the moment between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 24 at Potter's Bar. There's a broken down lorry there causing delays. So far the M 40s looking heavy on camera between the Denham roundabouts at the M at 25, and in Borehamwood, very slow moving on the Barnet's bypass between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. So far, no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Across beds, hearts, and bugs.
11: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: it 's eight thirty i 'm Simon Oxley the Chief Inspector of Adult Social Care for England's health regulator has told BBC News there's too much awful care in residential homes. Hitchin Town Football Club is vowing to fight plans to build a supermarket on their top field ground and move the club to a new site on the Stevenage Road. Hertfordshire villagers have criticized a farmer's plan to store food waste in a lagoon the size of a football pitch. The villagers in Cuffley and Northall are opposing proposals to extend the food recycling plant and home Homes on a newly built award winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. Householders on the Oxley Woods estate have filed claims for water damage. Three Counties Sports.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: England hosts San Marino tonight in a Euro 2016 qualifier at Wembley. Meanwhile, the FA are considering staging England games away from Wembley from 2018 if they can secure an NFL franchise to be based at the stadium. More from Richard Conway.
5: The FA has a deal in place to play all England games at Wembley until 2017. However, after that date, some games could be moved to other stadiums around the country. The key to that happening, though, could lie in an American football team being permanently based at Wembley. Three NFL games are being held there this season, but securing a permanent franchise for the national stadium would be lucrative for the FA, given the eight regular season
22: games it would bring. In turn, that could then allow them to potentially take the England team. Back on the road.
0: And it's also thought the FA has ruled out Tottenham using Wembley as a temporary home, increasing the chances of a Spurs move to Milton Keynes. Wickham chairman Andrew Howard has admitted that Wasps move away from Adams Park will have a big impact on the football club's finances and may slow down what he calls the road to recovery, but he says their future relies on being self-sufficient. Watford have signed defender Sebastian Bassong on loan from Norwich. The 28-year-old former Tottenham centre-half joins until January and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock competes for Great Britain in the all-around final at the World Championships in China today. Whitlock is included after an injury to Niall Wilson. BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at 9.
2: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, last 30
5: minutes of the show, if you could queue up for me um, that Justin audio, because we'll play that again about Stevenage, we've got a positive tweet about Stevenage oh, brilliant. Uh, it's uh, from Training Place Ian, I love working in Stevenage I've driven there automatically twice this week forgetting I was supposed to be in Hartford. <laughs> So it turns out that silly sausages like Stevenage. That's the only positive comment we've had about Stevenage this morning. 08459 double five five double five. We
6: looked at some houses in Stevenage when we were thinking of moving from up north.
5: But you thought it was a bit Jeremy Kyle, for you?
6: We'd, we'd,
5: we'd, 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 we'd,
6: we'd, we didn't move to Stevenage. No, uh, Old Town was expensive, if I remember rightly. Yeah, the Old Town. That was town. in the 80s.
5: That's where my friend lives, the Old Town. Does yes, that make a difference? It's nice there,
6: I think. Right, OK. I think that's the nice bit.
5: I might put round and see Paul. Paul, are you listening? Can I come round have a, uh, an egg sandwich, please? I forgot so to
6: leave early for an important meeting. Oh yeah,
5: tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. Going to Birmingham next uh, Tuesday. Right, well, I've dragged it down. And uh, we're talking about that. We're also asking uh, the biggest thing that you've ever sealed. Um, uh, when have you seen a dead body at work? If you've only just tuned in, this will sound like it's random nonsense. It's not. This has all come from somewhere. Uh, when have you seen a dead body at work? Oh, we didn't get Roger back, did we? Who had the, um, okay. thing on a shovel.
6: No, because it wasn't Roger, it was Jim. All right. Um, but I got his number wrong, and we asked him to call back, and he never did. But he might just be w- as well, really.
5: He had to carry an arm on a shovel. And a head. Um, what else is there? Uh,
6: When's your boss taking the mick?
5: When has someone told you to get on with it? And have you ever dressed up as a television character whilst you're an adult and not for a fancy dress party? Carpet Martin's emailed in.
9: Excellent. I always
5: enjoy Carpet Martin's emails. Dress up is the uh, subject. Ian, the only time I've ever dressed up was for a girlfriend who was mad keen on the X-Files. As a treat, I agreed to dress up as Agent Mulder, the actor David Duchovny, for some sexy cosplay. That's when people dress up in costume.
6: Yeah, I didn't realise there was a word for it. That's coming. Cosplay, yeah. yeah.
5: They are big cosplay festivals and stuff, and mm-hmm. loads of people go. It's like, kind of like a Japanese thing, but parties. They're like like um, uh, the NEC Arena and stuff. They'll do it.
6: Of course, they don't care, do they?
5: I really pulled out the stops with trench coat, laminated FBI badge, you, and an I want to believe poster blue tack to my bedroom wall. <laughs> she came round, resplendent with ginger wig, dressed as Agent Scully, but wasn't happy. Apparently, I should have dyed my hair as well. She dumped me a week later. And she gave me thrush. Best wishes, Gop <laughs> Martin. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. And plumb- what is it with plumbers? Because a lot of this stuff, uh, not dressing up as Agent Mulder, has come from plumbers. The first one... Uh, who was required to, get this, he was required to seal a coffin that was being sent to Italy. That doesn't, that's not normal plumbing requirement. I don't
6: think that normally falls into their remit. That doesn't, yeah. And then the other one
5: was a a plumber who'd been called to two scenes of um, spontaneous human combustion.
6: Not one, but two.
5: And yet most people would agree that doesn't really actually happen. Very weird. Uh, Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning.
15: What, what do you have a wind about this morning? Well, I was going to say to you that Stevenage has probably got one of the best shopping areas in Hertfordshire oh. by a long, long are way. You, are
5: you bigging up Stevenage? I'm. Are you bigging up Stevenage?
15: I certainly am. In their shopping area is brilliant. Yeah, they've got a bus station very central to the town itself. Yeah, you've got a a train station very central to the town itself. Right, you've got they've got four large supermarkets there. Yeah, different ones, and um, to be honest with you, there's, there's quite a mass of shops. It's a bit Jeremy Kyle, we've been told. Well, if you if you take areas, I'm assuming where
5: they mean that nobody has any teeth.
15: No, so I'll and they all wear tracksuits. Hold on one moment. And, and uh, cheap jewellery.
5: Excuse me. And no one knows who their father is. Excuse me. And they're all awaiting the results of the lie detector test.
15: And
6: they're all souls in pain that are being exploited for our entertainment. And, and your man's still got his snooker table because it's
5: too heavy. And they like to pick up their chairs and move them away from their wives and cousins, who they may or may not have slept with.
15: Goodness gracious me. And now then. Yes. Your friend's still got his snooker table because it's too heavy to move anyway. That's probably the then, answer, yeah. Now then. Now then, all right, one
9: more and we're right, in trouble.
15: before we go any further. Yes. It's a poor town. All right. Right. Now, with poor towns... Justin, Peter in Walmart green is bigging up Stevenage. Yeah, good man. Go for it, Pete. Go on. Yeah, with poor towns, the poor from other areas get shoved there when they're pushing them out of their areas.
5: Ah, so you don't like poor people?
15: No, I like poor people. Okay. The people who don't like the poor people are the people who, who are making their lives a misery. But so there you so go.
5: why are you saying that, that, that Stevenage is a bad place because it's got lots
15: of poor people? I didn't say that. I said the shopping area is absolutely brilliant. You said it was full of poor people. They push poor people into there, yeah. Like they do in Luton.
5: But is that, so that's a, a bad thing in your opinion? <laughs> Pardon? You're saying that, that poor people are a bad thing?
15: No. Peter has a very I'm strange saying, attitude to have towards the poor. What I'm saying, see, now you're trying to twist my words. You
5: said that Stevenage is a bit Jeremy Kyle no,
15: because I, of the poor people. No, you said that. It's a bit of a sweeping statement to make, I mate, mean, if you don't mind. You're famous for making up stories that are obviously not true. Well, where have you heard that, Peter? By
5: my friends. What friends? Well, name <laughs> names. Name your sources. What friends have said I'm famous for making up stories aren't true? No. I don't have to name I sources. I don't have to name sources. I'll put it to you, Peter, that you've made that story up.
15: <laughs> no, never me. Never me. I look, at, I look after the needy, basically.
5: Well, by, by saying to. that they're all a bit Jeremy Kyle and they should move mm. out of Stevenage? Oh, you're joking.
15: What, what are you talking it's no, it's about? It's no
5: joke, Peter. It's no joke. It's a very serious issue. Peter and Moor Green. thank you very much indeed. Harsh. <laughs> Wasn't he, just Mm. Justin, the reason we're talking about this, Stevenage, home of the big tour, what's Mm. going on?
20: Well, we're there every single day this week um, talking about Stevenage. Uh, Nick Coffer is live from Stevenage today from midday, the home of our big tour. So what I do every single week for the big tour, I'll give you a few facts about our chosen location. we love it. We love it. That's exactly what we should be doing. But um, as well as doing that, Ian, I've also spoken to people on the streets in Stevenage about what they love about their town. And that's where it all went wrong. Yeah, so um, here's what happened,
5: guys. And by the way, uh, fans of uh, space music, you're really going to like this piece.
20: Stevenage was a designated new town under the New Towns Act of 1946. Around 30 miles north of London, it's the birthplace of a superstar who loves cars and pussycat dolls.
14: There is the checkered flag
20: for Lewis Hamilton. It's a massive, massive win for the Briton. F1's Lewis Hamilton, who still talks with passion for his hometown. Stevenage had the first traffic free shopping zone officially opened by the Queen in 1959. Xtreme is based in the town. They make spacecraft and take part in groundbreaking scientific space exploration missions. Only last October, a satellite that was built locally was launched into orbit, carrying the biggest array of imaging sensors ever flown into space. And here is an actual sound of the beast taking off. 3,
13: 2, 1, top, décollage.
20: They also have a football team, formerly known as Stevenage Borough, now simply Stevenage. They currently lie 17th in League Two under the leadership of Weser, a.k.a. Graham Wesley. I won't ever take no for an answer. Chill out, Gray. You do realise your suits don't fit you properly. I'm fed up with it, to be honest, we are. Well, enough of the history lesson. What do people living in Stevenage think is so great about their town? Here's what they had to say on the streets. What's the best thing about this place? Uh well, quite just quite another place really. There's yeah. nothing special about it, it's just nothing special. No. This is your town. Yeah I know it is, but so is Hackney, my town. It's just the same. You You're mugging your own town off. I'm not mugging you off, I'm just saying it's nothing special. Um Sir you travelled all the way from Romania. What's the best thing about this town? I don't know. Well, oh, it's green. It's green. Yeah. Uh quick access. Is that about as good as it gets? Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Stevenage, the home of our big tour. Why not try it for yourself one day and you might just like it?
9: We'll rock this town, rock it inside
20: oh, Gosh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, boss, that is about as good as it gets. My job on your programme yeah. is to give the facts, number no, one. Not fiction. Num- <laughs> is that number two, not the fiction? And number two is to get reaction on the streets. Um, I can only work with what's in front of me, and again, that was as good as it got. The best we got yesterday was, well, the road's the way out. Mm man alive. Justin, excellent work.
5: Excellent work as always. Cheers. Uh, uh, Where are we? Hey, you're doing your show on Saturday. What's happening there? Uh,
20: We've got requests from the Home of the Big Tour, Stevenage. Blimey. Oh, blimey. (laughs) Well, I would say the people in Stevenage, they may hate their town. And again, if anybody can back the the town up this morning, please phone in. We're trying to be impartial here. But uh, the people in that town, they know their music. Requests from the Big Tour. Plus, we have the UK and American charts from this very weekend back in 1970. Well, I've got your board, Justin. Can I, can I ask you, Dad's Army, are you a fan? Uh, wasn't a massive fan, I have to say, but you mentioned Only Fools and Horses earlier on. Awful programme. In the same bracket saying, they were both unfunny. What? Yeah,
5: yeah. Only Fools and Horses? Yeah, uh, uh, Only Fools and Horses I would put with Dad's Army, Hello Hello, uh, Hello, Mr. Beaching Him uh, Updoors, uh, What's That on My Doorstep, uh, Frankly I Don't Give a Damn, <laughs> and The Window
20: Knockers. They're all rubbish. Wow. Wow. I mean, Dad's Army, to many people, they absolutely loved it, but I can't see the point in them doing this this, this remake. I just think it's it's bizarre. They're going to be attracting a new audience, but this new audience, in my opinion, they don't want Dad's the Army. The old
5: people aren't going to like it, the new people aren't going to yeah, like what it. What
20: is the point?
5: They might as well make an On the Buses movie.
20: Yeah, exactly. That's local and vocal. Oh,
5: is it? That was filmed in uh, Boreham Wood, I believe. Thanks very much for calling. Cheers. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number i don't get i don't get a lot of british comedy i think it's this the, uh, let me rephrase that i don't get a lot of british sitcoms because they're, they're rubbish they look cheap and they look nasty and they sound awful dad's army i think we can agree in the last 17 minutes of the show i think we can agree it's not funny it's pretty poor isn't it and it's up there with with Hello Hello. not funny um uh Fresh Fields. Not funny. No, Fresh Fields was good. French Fields was the not funny one.
6: Yeah, exactly. It all went wrong when they went across the channel.
5: May to December was, was pony. Enjoyable. No. I
6: think I just liked it because it meant I could stay up a bit later. What's the
5: one yeah, uh yeah. What's the one with um the old woman and the old man? Not right, what she was in Mary in June. No. She was in she was in a fine romance with her husband, then he died. So then she did one with that man, the, the old man who's in everything.
6: Oh, I know, I know. Jeffrey Palmer. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about a fine romance. No,
5: that's fine romance. With the th- no... No, that's the thing that she was in before with her husband who died. And I used to hate that programme primarily because of the theme tune. But then she did a programme with Jeffrey Palmer where there were old people in love. And it was awful.
6: I thought that was it.
5: No. Now, you've reminded me of um, That's My Boy. Do you remember That's My Boy? No. That's my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy. I remember Home to Roost. Rubbish. Oh. Had um, my sister had a crush John on John Thor in it. Yeah, my sister had a crush on um, the fella in it. Really? The other fella. She got his autograph. Reese Dinsdale. Oh, there's a blast from the past. Oh wait, four five nine four is the telephone number. All of those. Oh, name one
4: funny British sitcom.
5: You can't do it. <laughs>
11: It's queuing at the moment on the A1 heading southbound between the Kim Bolton turn-off and the Black Cat roundabout. Also the A1M looking very slow at the moment on camera just around Junction 7 for the A602. The A414 looking heavy around the Park Street roundabout at the moment and the M25 heading anti-clockwise. It's a lane closed at the moment just between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 at Potter's Bar due to a broken-down lorry there. Also queuing heading clockwise in the M25 between Junction 25 26 from Wolverham Abbey and Junction 27, the M11, as following an accident that happened a little earlier on, and on camera looking heavy on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola.
5: Forty-six. It's Thursday, the 9th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Chief Inspector of Adult Social Care for England's Health Regulator has told the BBC, uh, BBC News there's too much awful care in residential homes. Hitchin Town Football Club is vowing to fight plans to build a supermarket on their top field ground and move the club to a new site. And homes on a newly built award-winning estate in Milton Keynes are having to be repaired for leaks. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Let's get the weather.
19: Beds, hearts, and Bucks weather.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: Good morning. Quite a bright start to the day. We've got some showers on the way, though. They're going to be pretty heavy, perhaps even thundery at times with some hail mixed in. Sunny spells in between, though, but quite blustery with southwesterly winds and temperatures reaching 17 degrees Celsius. Tonight, the showers die a little. The winds ease. We've got quite a clear night as well with lows of 9 degrees Celsius. But we start again tomorrow with a bright start. Still sunshine and showers, Those showers mainly in the afternoon. They should be fairly few and far between compared with today, uh, but quite heavy at times still. And it's still quite breezy, but at least lighter winds than today with highs of 17 degrees Celsius. Now The winds gradually drop off through the weekend. We'll hold on to the picture of sunshine and showers, possibly a frosty start on Sunday, but then things calm down the beginning of next week before becoming unsettled again on Wednesday. That's your latest forecast.
2: Every weekday morning,
21: local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head.
4: Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions.
15: I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came
14: back.
4: Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's
17: rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't
2: The JVS show weekdays from 9 on BBC Three Counties Radio Travel Woman
5: Nicola Richards has tweeted Keeping Up Appearances is an epic British sitcom it's oh. not it's that lazy BBC bland rubbish there you uh, We've got some... We got, uh, Steve, we'll come to you in a second. You've got some texts at last.
6: Two positive se- texts on Stevenage.
5: Let's be avenue.
6: I've lived in Stevenage a few years, and from my experience, the people are friendly. He has nice parks and, and lakes, good shops and lots of activities. Every town will have nice areas and bad areas. Thanks, Louise.
5: Thank you, Louise. Well done.
6: Here's another one. Stevenage is a good town. It's made up of different areas to enjoy. To name a couple, is the Valley Lakes and the Shephole area has a lovely countryside feel from the. The What Hole area? Shephol.
5: Shephole area. Okay, well, that's two, that's two. Let's see if we can get. Steve, are you going to big up Stevenage? Oh, definitely. Go on, fella.
12: Um, Peter from Wormaboom has a very good point. Both the bus station and the coach station and the train station are all very central, so it enables you to get off the train or bus, and within two minutes decide Steve Litch is a complete dump and get back on and go somewhere much nicer.
5: Steve, thank you very much for that. He's got a point because you can't do that in Milton Keynes. You've got to, do, you've got to wander around a bit before you realise where you are and head back, haven't you? It's a joke, guys. Come on, get over it. Thank you, Steve. Oh,
6: 08459 <laughs>
5: five, 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 five. uh c- Can anybody... Uh, <laughs> Fair play. I've got to be honest, right? The callers are getting this more and more, and their performances are getting better. He delivered that perfectly, didn't he? He did. He delivered that absolutely perfectly. Well done, Steve. Great stuff. Hey, tomorrow's show is a very special show. We have got um, a special guest coming in to co-host the last hour of the show. I know it's exciting. Don't normally do it. Who have we got coming in? Hi, weirdo. No, not him. This... That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fabrica. Billy's coming in. Billy's coming in. Um uh, David says I passed Geoffrey Palmer on the uh, is this and uh, no, am I about to say something rude here? I'm about to say something whoa, rude. Whoa, whoa,
9: whoa.
6: What are you reading?
5: A tweet. Oh. I'm gonna I I don't think this is rude. I think it's a joke. Oh, yeah. I passed Jeffrey Palmer on the Berkhamsted Canal yesterday. That's not sexual slang, is it? No. He didn't look happy. Well, he never looks happy, does he? look? No, he's got, got one of f- those faces. Yeah. You've got frowning yeah. face and he all like
10: that.
13: Jenny to Milton Keynes. Morning, Jenny. Good morning, Ian. What have you got <laughs> <off> for us? <laughs> well, oh. I just wanted to to say to you, you were talking about the fine romance.
5: With no kisses.
13: Uh, you know, the, yeah, the programme. Yes. And you, and you said uh, that uh, after... Judy Dench's husband died, she went into another program with yes. Jeffrey Palmer. Yes. But it wasn't. It was the same program. What? It was, but no. but Jeffrey Palmer took the place of her husband who he was called Michael something. He was Michael something, wasn't he? What was yes. he not Michael Landon? Oh, he was, he, he he was a little bloke. Not no, Michael Elphick. No, 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 no. He, he, was, he was called Michael something. Because I, I used to like him, because they were both like proper
5: actors, weren't they? And then they did this sitcom together, and he was
13: good, and I liked him. But which one are you talking about he, now? M- Michael, Michael. Yeah, 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 he was a lovely, he was a small bloke. He was lovely, but he died. Time, yeah. Uh, uh, and then, no. honestly, Ian, no. they, kept, they kept the programme going. It had, no, it had a different name, Jenny. No, it didn't. It, it was still called... The, I've still got... A, it, d- diff- no, listen. No, no, no listen. It, it, listen, no, I've, I've still, listen, I've still got... You haven't. I've still got very... I've still got old DVD. Yeah, of not, it. not of a fine romance. That's called with, The Fine Romance. Yeah, and that's got Michael in her husband. It's got... Jeffrey Palmer in it. No, Jeffrey Palmer is not in a book. Will you listen? Will you listen? What's in it, woman? I'm a new caller. <laughs> 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 Ian, Ian, Just kidding. did you ever used to watch? Um, oh, you've you put me off my um, track now. The. Oh, what's it called? The far- Did you ever used to watch The Fast Show? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. Yeah, I did as well. Jenny, what are you doing later
5: on? Do you fancy me up for a drink and a, and a tussle?
13: <laughs> not really. I'm not up to it. No. <laughs> you're too much for I, me. I, I,
5: Jenny, I think you, you are up to it. You're a good sport. I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Geoffrey Palmer, though. Je- Jenny? Yeah? Geoffrey Palmer was not in a fine romance. He was. He wasn't. He wasn't. He I, was. he to- you, you, he, oh, you are winding me up.
9: You know he was. No, the thing is, you know he wasn't. You, Je- know you know he, he was. wasn't. You know he wasn't. You know he wasn't.
6: <laughs> uh-uh. Goodbye Jenny Bye Thank you
5: very much indeed If you missed that call That'll be in the podcast
6: Michael Williams
5: Michael Williams Right Can you Hang on Jenny Are you still there? No we've lost her Right Find out if Jeffrey Palmer Was ever in a fine romance And then we're going to Phone Jenny up And we're going to Pwn her I'm not having a new caller Speaking to me like
6: that. <laughs> She's got the measure of you
5: <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased People are re- It's taken two years People are starting to get it Thank you guys Andy's in Luton Morning Andy Morning. Geoffrey Palmer wasn't in a fine romance, was he?
14: I don't
5: know. Oh, Oh, okay, Right, go on.
14: I'm phoning about funny British romance, Uh, funny British comedies.
5: Go on, there aren't
24: any.
14: The sitcoms, yes, there are. One, faulty Towers. You know anybody to say it's not funny. It's
5: not funny. It is funny. Not going out is funny. Not funny. It is funny. Not funny. funny. Give me another one.
9: no, that's
5: it. Forty Towers that's is not funny, right? It, all it is it, is John really Cleese funny. running around... Sha- what, what is funny about a tall man having a breakdown? <laughs> uh, what? What about the others? The Scales and the the, the, the who plays
14: the Spaniard. They're all funny. It's oh, the, well race, the
5: racist portrayal of a thick but... Spanish man. <laughs> no. Very well cast. Very well cast. Andy, thank you very much indeed. Rosie's on the line. Hi. Good morning, Rosie.
17: Hi. What have you um, got for us? Just to, to um, yeah, agree I mean. with you for once, Ian. The, oh. the sitcom with Geoffrey Palmer and Judy Dench is called As Time Goes By. As Time
5: Goes By. Thank you so much, Rosie. And he wasn't in A Fine Romance, was no, he? No, he wasn't. I mean, As a time, goes, time Goes By was a similar premise. Yeah. But he wasn't in... Do you remember That's My Boy?
17: No. Molly Sugden. No, I don't. Oh. But Blackadder was a funny English...
5: Oh, Oh Rosie, do you know what? In the last, the, the, in the dying minutes of the show, you might have got me on a technicality. Yes, Blackadder yeah, was you very. You have to go with Blackadder. Blackadder was very, very funny. It was Rosie. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> I know you. You don't like agreeing with me. That's all
2: right. I'll
6: probably you... Oh, okay. can, can we hear get it in her voice?
5: Like? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> so but prodiging. she's but but she likes justice. She likes justice. We anyway, I
6: like
5: a bit of that. Should we get we got Jenny back?
6: Jenny. Yeah.
5: Bit embarrassing for you, mate, isn't it? I'm here. Yeah, I know you are. Oh, who's is this? This is Ian. Hello. <laughs> you're on the radio again. So, what's your language? A potty mouth. Oh, so, right. Okay. Rosie's just said that um, you're thinking of as time goes by with Geoffrey Palmer.
13: Oh, do you know I am. You're dead right. I can't believe it. You're dead right. I'm so shocked. I was wrong. <laughs> Well, Jenny... Oh, my goodness me. I was so convinced I was right. Why you just... You've embarrassed
5: yourself, Jenny. I'm never well, right. I'm so, not really
13: embarrassed. How are we going to sort this out? Uh, I no, it's fine. I'm not embarrassed. No, 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 no. <laughs> you've hurt my feelings. I, 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 think mm. I'm owed, I think I'm owed some sort of a public ap- apology. <laughs> oh, I? Ian, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I made such a dreadful mistake on the radio. Bit, bit, more, bit more. <laughs> A bit more, a bit more. You know, I can't tell you how sorry I mean I I might write you a big letter of apology and send you something nice to eat in the mornings and uh, money, Yeah, uh, lots of money. Could you apologise to Catherine Boyle as well, she's my producer. And Catherine as well, yeah, Yeah, I could, uh, maybe I could buy you a nice new house instead of, uh, because your house has got a big crack in the kitchen. (laughs) Jenny, are you bonkers? (laughs) No, i proving
5: to you, I've been listening. Jenny, you're very, very sweet, thank you. But you, I, were, you were wrong. I was wrong. Wouldn't she just? There we go.
6: Got a great big slice of humble pie with Jenny's name <laughs> on it. Oh, I like Jenny. Oh, well, see, we can we, keep her. We can keep her. We can keep Jenny.
5: What lovely new callers we're getting. Steve's from Luton. Morning, Steve. Morning. On, on, and how, how are you going to end the show on a dour note? <laughs> go on.
15: Have <Alf>, Garnet.
9: <laughs>
24: oh, yeah, that's your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind being Have Garnet. We can. The, the Englishman can actually laugh at himself on telly instead of being so serious like the other people.
5: There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Like the Englishman can laugh at himself. Unlike the other people. Because
6: they don't got comedy.
5: They don't got comedy. Uh, we'll have, um, we'll have uh, both Jenny and Rosie and Jenny in the podcast as well, because that was just... Uh, I like that. Oh, I, I, that was exciting. Having a proper screaming match with a fruitcake. <laughs> she loved it. She loved And this is the thing. I'm so pleased. I, I'm so pleased we, we did the new callers yesterday, because I think it has encouraged people to call in. And people... Are, uh, just over two years of being here, People are starting to get it. So it takes a while. It normally it, takes about, normally it takes about a year. But, you know, you're starting to get it. So well done. Uh, if you want to send me an email, by the way, dear listener, you're more than welcome to. Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk is the email address if you have something exciting that you think we should be covering in the show. I've had quite a few emails today. I've read some of them out. Are there any... Um, yeah, Ian's emailed in. It was, uh, it was uh, called as time goes by. Thank you. I knew it. couldn't remember the name, but I knew it.
6: We've also got another happy memory from Stevenage from Dave the Painter. Go on. Dave the Painter on the text. Hey, Lee, I used to pull all the birds in Stevenage with the best chat-up line ever. Hi, girls, I'm not from Stevenage.
4: Watch every time. There we go, you see. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio queuing at the moment on the A1 heading Hi, the southbound between the Kim Bolton turn-off and the Black Cat roundabouts
12: I'm going to murder Ian Lee
11: the A414 is licking heavy at the Park Street roundabouts and the A41 very slow moving between the Hemel Hempster turn-off and Junction 20 for the M25 the M25 at Head of the clockwise. One lane's closed between Junction that's 25 right. for Enfield and Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. That's following oh, a broken down lorry there. So far, taking a look at the M25 clockwise, that's queuing between Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey True and noise. Junction 27 for <laughs> the M11. So far, looking at the trains, everything's very like well. No reported problems or delays. Sleep on a snake? Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you, Nicola. <laughs> I knew that one would get her at the end. Hey, listen, excellent stuff. Thank you for your calls. It could have been quite moribund today. Instead, I think we turned it into a celebration of light and joy. Uh, thank you, Alice. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Justin. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at six o'clock. Ta ta.
2: Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. I'm on today's big phone in. What would you do to make care homes better? The Chief Inspector of Adult Social Care at the CQC has told the BBC.